Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This episode is brought to you by the following patrons. Stephanie, Wolfric, Natasha, Sophia, Gorotica, Vance, Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Brother, Ali, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karun. But... Because it's that special time of the month, we also get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are Wendy, Eliza, Sarah, Dharma, Stephanie, Amanda the Playwright, Leo, Alexandra, Emily, Brooklyn, Tori, Eli, Bryce, Sean, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Matt, Megan, Amelia, Maxwell, Liza, Courtney, AJ, Spider-Gwen, Lisa, Rock Donkey, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Mallory, Laura, Cameron, Kaylee, Richie, Casey, Daisy, Jackie, Elisa, Mushroom Stale Fox, Jennifer, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community and if you want to hang out with us do so in the facebook group where we hang out daily as you two know i like to keep a blanket on my lap while i do zoom stuff yes i've noticed did you accidentally do it during a work meeting i definitely did do it during my full <laughs> team meeting and <laughs> you're so embarrassed right now yes. and um, uh, got called out immediately by my boss who was like is that a lap blanket <laughs> in the chat while I was doing my presentation and then the rest of my team all commented on it then at the same team at the same time I've hired a cleaning lady she starts vacuuming and they're like wow look at this rich guy with his cleaning lady in his lap blanket I eat through every fucking Zoom call at work constantly. <laughs> and every once in a while, people just be like, yo, is that a quiche? It's fucking delicious. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Blade. Blade. So was this the first time any of you had seen this movie before? It was my first time. It's the first time since the 90s. And let me tell you, 
It's the best PS2 game playthrough I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Those graphics, though. I mean, the plot, too. Oh, the yeah. whole thing is a video game. It is. It very much I is like, a video game. I was like, did he just throw that lady out of a building? He didn't know that there was a soft thing to land on out there. <laughs> he guessed. Oh, man. I knew about this movie. I had never seen it. And I knew about the sequels in part from listening to Patton Oswalt describe his time working on one of the sequels where where Wesley Snipes uh, asked to be referred to as Blade at all times on set. There's like a whole bunch of stories about it and it's great. Oh, I love that. I love that too. Love it. I would be honored to refer to him as Blade. Well, and would leave like post-it notes around the set with directions and then it'd be like, please say this this way. Blade. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Blade uses post-it notes. <laughs> um, but that's a later one. We got to save those stories for the later sequels. I can't wait to do the sequels. I can already see the uh, horror version out of context Twitter account saying, wait, Blade uses post-it notes? No, Blade actually uses stake it notes. <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> I, I love it too. Same. Because looking back, I'm like, oh, this is straight up a Mikey movie because they yes. are really going hard at it but like none of these decisions are good oh no nope. everything's bonkers <laughs> but everything is played very serious the first thing I gotta talk about Blade 1 is I have to spoil Blade 2 for you that's okay? fine because so Jake watched this with me today because he didn't realize that I had never seen it and, and Jake <laughs> is obsessed with Blade 2. He loves Blade 2. And he was like, now we have to watch Blade 2. So go ahead. I don't think I've ever seen Blade 2, but Mikey, please go on. In Blade 2, Whistler comes back immediately like he's never dead. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. That's amazing. Thank God. Chris Christopherson is yes! a gem. It's actually just, it's, and I didn't remember that until... I rewatched this and I was like, right, he dies, but he also comes back for some reason in the next one. <laughs> like as a vampire or? No, like straight up. He's like, I'm building your weapons, Blade. No, as one what? of the founders of Outlaw Country, Paige. That's what he comes oh, back God. as. And I, I don't remember any more than that. So it's got to be completely bonkers if there's any more details than that. So I don't even want to Google it or anything because if we get there, if we can go down this rabbit hole, I'm ready. I think we have to. We have to. This was so much fun. There's no way we don't do the rest. And there's a new one coming out what? with Mahershala Ali. Yes. Yeah, it's they bringing it to the MCU. Yes, and I am fucking stoked. Are you trying to tell me that this movie is not a part of the MCU? That's exactly what I'm telling you. I will go into it, Todd. Actually, I have like so many fun facts on this. Oh, hell yeah. Of like how this comes about. Did you know that there's an alternate ending that I could not find visuals of, but also links it to other superhero stuff? Oh, yeah, where Samuel L. Jackson steps in and recruits him to be part of the <laughs> Avengers. Way yeah. crazier. Uh, Way crazier than that. So much crazier than that. It's just Blaine Forrest Gump dropping around history. <laughs> <laughs> the way they introduced the new Blade is also because it's it's the what is the Marvel movie that I hated the, the, the most? Morbius. No, the one with the like the people who live forever. The Eternals. It is Eternals, yeah. With the hands. Because it ends with the giants. Yeah, god damn. God, they've just ruined everything that they set up for 10 years. Anyway, in the end of that movie, there's a talking sword, and then Blade comes up behind the talking sword. Something weird happens. It'll be fine. I should just burn it now. Burn it. Burn the fun fact. Some background. Originally, they wanted to make Black Panther. So they had approached Wesley oh, Snipes to do Black Panther, which here, here's what I will say. I bet a 90s Black Panther would have been bonkers Fucking awesome. Nuts. I know. I, I'm so here for that. <laughs> I'm really glad we got Black Panther when we did. Oh, me too. I love Chadwick Boseman. 
I feel like we got the best version. Yeah. I feel like it was really good. And I don't know that this Black Panther would have been that good. But they approached Wesley Snipes about Black Panther and he was like, I, I'm not familiar. I don't really care. The MCU didn't exist. So nobody thought that there was enough of an appetite for Black Panther. Like, sure. This is pre most superhero films. In fact, yeah. some people credit this movie with proving that you could make a superhero film like this. And we will talk about that in box office. Yeah, We will because I don't think you get Sam Raimi's Spider-Man without this. Oh, Oddly enough. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Anyway, they pitch Black Panther. Nobody's super jazzed about it. They pitch Blade. And Wesley Snipes is like, you mean I get to wear leather pants and do karate the whole time? And they're like, actually, yes. And he's like, I'm on board as a producer. Let's make this movie. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> so they make this, right? But their plan was always to kind of shoot for what would be the MCU. They were, this is... I mean, 30 years ago, they're like, this could be a thing. If we could tap into the Marvel stable of characters, yeah. this could be hugely profitable. And this is one of their first stabs at it, right? So they have an alternate ending that would have given them a jumping off point for both this and Spider-Man uh, because oh, hell yeah. there are shared characters between the two universes. One specifically would have been kind of a complicated anti-hero big bad that exists both in the Spider-Man universe Ooh. and in Blade, and that is Morbius. So this no almost shit. had an alternate ending with Morbius. Oh my God, that's amazing. I can see it. I still have not seen the new Morbius. I have no idea how bad it is. I know it's not good. How could it be? <laughs> Morbius was always kind of a lame Spider-Man villain, even yeah. in the cartoon. I was like, oh, this guy sucks. Uh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and they wanted to kind of like merge the worlds because only a few years after this is the first Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And they make blades for like seven years after this. They do. <laughs> they make so many blades and I'm so excited because if they're all this crazy or crazier, I'm on fucking board. Well, Blade Trinity, they bring in Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel, hot new young actors. Yeah. I don't remember the plots of any of them, except they're all <laughs> as bonkers as this. So, Mikey, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? You mean in theaters in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yes. I'm sad I didn't. And I was like, that movie fucking rocks. But looking back today, I was like. You weren't wrong. It fucking rocks. Yeah. The 90s, we just went hard at everything. Yes. And everything. I was like. I was in high school at the time, but I remember I was in Randall's basement, which is where I spent most of my high school days. And we watched this and various other films in his basement. And uh, I remember loving it. I never really considered this horror, though. This to me was just like superhero action, which I Action have always yeah. been sort of here for. I mean, I get why it is. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not horror, but you know, like that's why I was able to see this movie and not every other horror movie in high school, you know, because it really is like an action movie. I mean, this movie's not very scary. No. I mean, it does posit that like one third of all people are vampires at one point. And I was like, I don't think that's what you mean, Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Your world's over now. It's just so bonkers. So today. Okay, so like things I noticed today's watch. Okay. The awful Foley work in a way that is yes. so bad. I was like, how did you let this big budget movie have this awful Foley work? It sounds like a TV show. The stock CD punch tracks. 
Oh my God. There was multiples where I'm like, I have that punch sound effect on my computer right now. Yeah. I can play it on my Casio keyboard right now. <laughs> yeah. The fight scenes, they're just terrible. I, well, like, please. When Blade and that other guy are just blank kicking each other, yes. I was just like, <laughs> like four kicks in a row with no contact. And I was like, are we done can canning or are we going to fight? <laughs> they're literally just ballerinas at that point. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do love that pretty much every move that Wesley Snipes does, you can tell by his performance that he knows where in that move he looks the best yes because he'll like stop there and pose <laughs> but like he's also mid fight it makes it like so fun to watch i fucking love it yeah it's amazing like if you could overact a fight scene that is what he's doing he is and you know what keep fucking doing it yes. because like in my notes every time he shows up i just all caps blade because <laughs> like he just like struts in <laughs> and like throws his jacket back every time. Today, today ass day was my first time seeing this movie. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. wish I could have watched you watch it. And I cackled with glee most of the time. <laughs> I even love the bad effects. The bad effects oh. made it so much oh, better, it better for me. <laughs> Because it's so crazy. You're just like, what is happening? <laughs> it is acted like, the effects are like, and the plot is like, it's one of those PC CD games that's like an yes. FM, FMV game where you make the choices. Like Red Alert 2 or some shit. Like, no, not Red Alert 2. Like, no, like it's only acted and you choose where the person goes. Oh, like Phantasmagora? Yes. There you go. Nailed it. Yeah. The thing I love about it is it, the Mikey moviness of it because everyone is taking this completely seriously. Yeah. 100% serious they are here to make this movie everyone is <laughs> reacting to every horrifically bad special effect as if it is like current ghost of Tsushima level realism <laughs> and they're just just like what and you're just like this is the fake oh my god I love it and then this movie, like some movies give too much exposition. This movie gives you fucking none I know. until like three quarters of the way through the movie. And you're just trying to catch up as it goes along. And you're like, what the fuck is even happening? All of the exposition is yelled at the hematologist. It's like, bitch, shut up. There's vampires everywhere. Your world changes. She's like, what? Also, like you can birth vampires or get bitten. It's like a virus. Mushrooms? Question mark. I don't know. No, run, 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 run. But the pure bloods don't like the mud bloods of the vampire. And you're like, you're like, there's a lot going on in this film. There's yeah. so much. They tried to cram so much into this movie, and you could absolutely cut 30 minutes out of this movie <laughs> and have it be a tight 90 minutes. But here's the thing: that 90 minutes would be so fucking insane. It'd be great. Like, here's the thing: I love this at two hours. Also, I should mention, I just, Jake and I kept asking, and Jake has seen this a million times, and he didn't know, and so I was Googling around to try and find out what city this is supposed to be, and as we're watching it, we're like, this is definitely Los Angeles, like, I know where this is, I can see where they filmed it, Yeah, mm -hmm. but... In fun facts, they're like, New Orleans. It's supposed <laughs> to be in like, New Orleans? No. Yes! Yes! Because that's where the comic book takes place. And then he holds up a newspaper at one point that says New Orleans. Oh, so my God. So this is supposed to be New Orleans. And I was like, those cities look nothing alike. And he's like, and I don't mean like, hey, I think this is Los Angeles. I mean, like, they're turned, they're in their car chase portion it's like Figueroa <laughs> like yeah. th this is Los well, Angeles if there's one thing I love about New Orleans 
Orleans. It's the miles of street subways and high rises. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing I love about New Orleans, it's the multiple Falas Paredes stores on every corner that they pass. <laughs> the last thing I want to mention is the seven mile long subway train. Oh my God. Because that fight scene oh. is like 10 minutes long yeah. and that train is going the whole time. And yeah. I was like, that's a... A very long train. Yeah. This is a video game as video game. And not even like a great video game. It is like a of the time fine video game. <laughs> yes. If you believe this to take place in Los Angeles, it all works. But to be like, this is New Orleans is nuts. You know, New Orleans with their famous underground subway system because they don't have any problems with flooding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, but also, it's I, I assume in the comics and everything, it's because New Orleans has vampire history. Like, that's, sure. that's always yeah, yeah, yeah. the vampire place, you know, or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense. It's honestly weird to be in Los Angeles, except that it's clearly Los Angeles. Anyway, I loved this movie. I cannot fucking wait for us to do the next ones yeah i was glad i finally got the reference for the episode of what we do in the shadows where they start a nightclub and they want to have it spray blood onto the dance floor <laughs> it is a really awesome opening like that's sh that shot is awesome and you get donald so logan great. in that scene oh dude donald logan in this movie i know well first of all i to, i guess to mini spoil what we do in the shadows in the tv show everyone who's played a vampire in any property is a vampire in real life within yeah. that show so like they had like the council of vampires at one point and wesley snipes is one of them oh and my then at God. one point they have a party where they want to invite all the famous vampires and donald logan shows up and they're just like Oh, I didn't know you were actually a vampire. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just fell in love with the culture after doing the movie. So like, and then he just like flips his fangs out and he's like, what's up, guys? And he just joins the party. And then you don't see him again for like the rest of the episode until he's leaving. He's like, great party, guys. Good to see you. And just like, leaves. Was it just me or did everyone stand up and clap when he finally kills Donald Logue and he snatches his glasses out of the sky and then puts them on? <laughs> yeah. I, I just typed so in all much. caps in my notes. Shades. <laughs> well, why don't we just jump into the movie so we can go through it scene by scene? Oh, let's. We open in 1967 where Sanaa Lathan is bleeding out because she's been bit by a vampire, but is also going into active labor. They deliver the baby and it's implied that she dies and then someone just carries the baby away. Yeah. Cut to modern day uh, where people are basically collecting in what is kind of like an underground rave. We meet Tracy Lords, who basically brings a human in to this little underground rave as a date yeah. in the meatpacking district, like drags him through this factory, is speaking in a, and if you watch this with subtitles, it just says Slavic language. Yeah, it does not distinguish which one. <laughs> it doesn't distinguish which one. It's just like, <laughs> you know them Slavs. They go in. And this is where we see essentially a vampire orgy slash dance party. And we are forced to look upon Donald Logue both with braids and a mesh shirt and receiving a blowjob. He was making out with one vampire, I'd imagine, and getting blown by another. We call it the Taika Waititi, yes. Because in this world, here's what I don't understand about the Blade world. Oh yeah, let's let's, let's jump in immediately to what immediately. you don't understand. Let's just jump right in. You have to have safe sex and live forever because you can get vampires pregnant. And I was like, wait, vampires can get vampires pregnant or vampires can get regular Regular people pregnant because the purebloods they're born vampires yes they are but i don't know that that means it was two vampires 
as much as it's more of a blade situation, but then I guess they'd all be like blade. Yeah, they'd all be like blade. These vampires are knocking each other up in here. They definitely are. And it, you're not immortal in the blade universe. You just age much slower than regular people do, which is why the purebloods are like adults, you know? Mm -hmm. I would never accept a blowjob from a vampire. I mean, teeth. What if you just need that confidence boost, Mikey? Bro, too much teeth. I refuse to believe that you would turn down a blowjob from a woman with a good set of chompers. That's true. That's true. You have you have a history of teeth, love. No. What if they like bite you in the dick? What if anyone bites you in the dick that's down there doing some business? Is this why you don't like vampire movies, Mikey? Because Mikey well, doesn't no. like vampire movies. We've had this discussion. No, I don't like vampire movies because they're not scary and they're very like Todd in the early 2000s emo-y in a way that <laughs> I don't like. Man, I wish that wasn't so accurate. <laughs> I'm a vampire fan. I get down with vampires. I love me some uh, True Blood and shit. And I was having fun today. To me, vampire movies are just like reading middle school kids' tumblers. It's just like... <laughs> Hilarious? Yeah, I'm in. No, but think about it. If a vampire is going to murder me, I'd like them to bite my neck and murder me that way and kill me through that. I think being murdered through my dick is the worst. It'd be faster. I'm sorry. Did you just suggest that murder through the dick is faster yes because of the blood flow and the veins oh, i don't know that's why it sometimes in olden times if you would castrate somebody depending on how you did it they could bleed out uh, i think th you're cutting <laughs> too deep i think if that's <laughs> happening well i mean if it's coming all the way off like you're bleeding out although i mean if they get you really good in the neck it depends like how how far do they open that's it you're carotid we yeah i think the one Paige is talking about is the femoral which is like technically yeah. in the leg but it's like it's close it's close to the groin right so like yeah, yeah. if you're cutting everything you may nick it yep anyway wait, wait uh, tell me about the pregnant pregnancy. vampire yeah yeah let's go let's oh, go yeah. okay yeah. so yeah, let's get back on track. So how do you knock up a vampire, Paige? We got to answer the real questions for the people. Vampires are divided into two sociobiological categories, both pure blood and turn blood. Pure bloods are born as vampires. They are the offspring of two people who are already vampires. This happens very rarely. Very few pure-blooded vampires have scars because they have the ability to biologically regenerate from birth. And the birth rate between vampires is so low, they are very, very rare. So they're like the aristocracy, like they're the higher up yeah. sort of. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you wouldn't wear protection because the chances are so low. The chances are very low. It's weird to me that like when you were watching this and you were like, shit, if I was a vampire, I'd still have to wear a condom? Like that's what you were thinking about when watching this movie. I mean, am I alone? <laughs> it, yes, yes, you are. In the wiki, it says that all vampires are capable of having offspring either through traditional reproduction or turning, but the birth rate between mating vampires is so low it's practically non-existent. Even after many centuries, they may only have one or two children, but they can't be turned back because they are pure bloods. All right. So you'd risk it, right? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. What a blessing it would be, though. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, really? Mikey is a vampire lady. Oh my Ladies. god. I never thought this was happening. It took 200 years, but I, I have a child. Usually <laughs> vampires can't have children in most vampire That's lore. what I'm talking about. Like, it's pretty unique, I think, to Blade. I think unique. it is, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, we do briefly see Steven Dorf walking through the crowd and the we do. the all dressed all in white vampire whose name I never learned. That girl. It's the girl who gets sprayed with a garlic mace at the end and her head explodes for literally no reason because correct. It's not anaphylaxis. Like anaphylaxis doesn't do that to you. But like whatever. I mean, if it did, I'd be a lot more worried about your girlfriend eating butter or something. Oh yeah, same. Be like, how'd your girlfriend's head explode? Popcorn. <laughs> anyway, as everyone is dancing the one human guy feels a little drop of blood on him and looks up only in time to see the dj trigger the blood sprinklers for a crazy blood orgy yeah which honestly looks kind of (laughs) awesome but all of them could get pregnant how do you think vampires get, do you think they get pregnant when it sprays blood down on them? If it's an or, like what kind of orgy are you guys wanting? No, this is like an EDM, like dead mouse concert where one guy was getting a blowjob. Nobody's getting pregnant in that situation. I think other people might be fucking, but again, sure, given maybe. the rarity, I think it's very <laughs> unlikely. But you know, there's one vampire who's like up there like, you remember guys, like there is still a possibility. You guys got to, you know, wrap it up. I think if it's possible for you to have a kid, kid once every few thousand years yeah i'd imagine these people are having sex almost every day because vampires likes to fuck you know what i'm saying vampires be fucking because vampirism stories are inherently tied to both purity narratives and sexual narratives yeah because they are basically morality tales that's kind of every monster has a thing that they are linked to and that is definitely linked to vampires and lust excess and these extremities of sexual gratification. So, so yeah, but if they're having sex 365 days a year and once every thousand years they get somebody pregnant, I'm going to roll those dice. Yeah, I'm going to roll those dice all night long. Yeah. But you know that there's like that one devil youth pastor who's like up there like, leave six inches for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and Satan's like, don't bring me into this. Uh, I feel like he'd be more... On board for the bonin. Yeah. And the potential for a new... Vampire? You know, vampire baby. Yeah. I feel like Satan would be super down with that. <laughs> it's more leaf six inches for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's who would probably not be down. Anyway, so the one human guy, and they're all kind of descending upon him as if they're going to eat him, but he crawls and approaches a pair of Doc Martens, and it is fucking blade and they part like the Red Sea and they're like, come on, Daywalker. And he just fucking decimates this entire so club. Awesome though, man. Like the way he destroys Donald Logue in this scene is so great. But like he probably kills how many? Like 20, 25 people in this scene alone? At least. And he's just like throwing them and they're like turning into ash chunks as they go. These are not their best people. No, no, absolutely no, no, no. not. No. <laughs> they definitely do like kung fu movie style. <laughs> like, let's go at them one at a time. They do. And he's got one shotgun that could definitely be rushed oh yeah i was watching this with natalie and she was like why do they just like fight him one at a time when they have like a lot more people than just him because they need to get to the circle room where he can use (laughs) literally just like a knife that spins the room and comes back to him it's like a it's like a real life Beyblade, just like it's so great can we talk about Chekhov's knife uh sword handle that comes back I was like, oh, that'll definitely come back. so many times. It comes back seven times. (laughs) 
I was like, we get it. It spikes things out. Do we have to do it every four, four, four scenes? Yes, every time. We have to put that <laughs> handle in somebody's mouth and let it expand. Like, that's the only thing that didn't happen in this movie. I was like, Jesus. It's kind of like Predator now where I'm like, I need to see that net that chops people into chunks every time. Also, your hand would aggressively not explode if that happened. It would just let go of the handle. Yeah, he'd be like, ow! Or, or it would cut your fingers off. They they explode like grenades. I know. It explodes like there was gunpowder in it. Yeah. But the sword is like fine. The hilt is fine afterwards. It's awesome. Yeah. Did y'all notice that Wesley Snipes never gets blood on him in the whole film? No notes. Yeah. You heard me. No <laughs> They explode all around him he's like, oh. But no. I think he had like a clause where like, I'm not going to be covered in blood. <laughs> uh, I need you to spray me down with Scotch Guard every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, Mikey, but leather is self-cleaning. So... He <laughs> just like... <laughs> in between takes they would just run up there with a squeegee and just squeegee him down <laughs> no but like there's a scene where he like when he starts blowing up the people with the new compound they like blow oh, yeah. them all around him and I'm like there's not one speck of blood on him not a single bit and like there is like shining elevators full of blood levels of blood through yeah. most of this movie and he's just like thank god my coat didn't get dirty <laughs> oh. nobody fucks with the duster nobody messes with blade I love it I I am a full-on Bladehead now. I'm so in. Yeah, I can't wait to do the rest. I don't think I've seen any of the sequels, so I'm super excited. I aggressively don't remember any of them. Oh, Mikey, I knew I had seen this movie, but I remembered 0% of it. So excited. Yeah. Anyway, at one point, he throws a guy through a fence, which is pretty great, because <laughs> he hits the chain-link fence and then is just like, ashes. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, yeah. There's so many bad special effects, but one of my favorite ones is when someone gets stabbed with silver, shot with a silver shotgun or whatever, and they just like turn to skeleton dust. Like, that was one of my favorite effects in this movie, and it's always mediocre at best. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's aggressively 90 CGI, which I loved. Yes. Remembering how terrible that was. It's kind of like if someone watched Army of Darkness mm -hmm. and was like, we need you to badly rotoscope this into this 90s movie. <laughs> and then they were like, well, it's going to look like a bad computer game. And they're like, perfect. That's exactly That's what the want. look we're going for. That's exactly it. Well, you know what, my college computer class? You've got the job. Yay! <laughs> now back to word muncher. Yeah, like, it's so bad. Oh, munch. Oh, R.I.P. Munch. Love that guy. They get to that circular room. He Beyblades everyone to death. And then Donald Logue is there and he stakes him twice with In the shoulders. Yeah. Sil those silver stakes, which I was like, how many times can you stand to be staked with those things without just like the heart page? I, oh, that's right. Okay, it's not the heart. That makes so, sense. Okay, but wait, he's wait, not wait, aiming wait. for the heart wait. for everybody else. Yeah, wait, yeah. hang on, hang on. The bullets are silver bullets with garlic inside them. The amount of garlic that they are putting on their weapons is hysterical to me. Where it's like, I need the culmination of Blade 3 or whatever to go down inside an Italian restaurant just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is every time he shoots and like kills one of the vampires, he hits them in the heart. It's like a heart shot. No, the, the stakes are pure silver. Whistler explains the bullets. Okay. Mikey, please don't assume that I paid attention to what Whistler <laughs> was explaining. Look, the bullets are hollow point 
with garlic in it so they spread oh, out look i'm okay. not saying it makes sense i'm saying they threw it in there and i don't understand why the other vampires also are making garlic hollow point bullets because they shoot each other and kill each other here's what i needed i needed uh, like an assembly line of like chris christopherson making the bullet the hollow point bullet and putting it on the conveyor belt and it's sliding down to a chef who's like packing it with garlic in the top and then putting it back and then it goes over to blade and he's like putting it in his clips like i wanted yeah. that shot only if it's the Swedish chef. <laughs> Orca Blake. No, no. It's it's Boriardi. Chef Boriardi. Because it would be Chef Boriardi. I what I really want is just blade loading cloves of garlic into a clip. <laughs> like the, no bullets, just, just like pushing it, like squishing it in. Yeah, yeah. into oh the magazine. God. Do y'all love that Blade goes to a secret shop to buy garlic sauce and then like never goes back there ever again? Yeah, well, and, and I would imagine, I, I and I feel like this A must be something in the comics or B, a deleted scene or something, because it looks like a botanica. So it looks like it's potentially diasporan healing slash medicinal magic stuff. And then there's just no real info around it. Um, but it does definitely just look like ground up garlic, <laughs> you know, because I'm just like, what, Blade doesn't have a blender? Like, what are we, you need a magic bullet, Blake? <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, if you were the guy at the very beginning of this movie being taken to a second location by a beautiful woman. Never going to happen. Yeah, I 100% would have been like, no, I'm not going to go to a meatpacking district dance party with you. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, die no. tonight. First off, that sounds like a terrible date. Second off, <laughs> this is why I would not fall under Francesca's spell on the perfect match because I'm just like I know that you're evil I can tell it Mikey you haven't finished the first half of that uh, of the season There's like 13 episodes right now Mikey I'm only an episode like three yeah Mikey it, it gets full villain like horrible villain good that's what I want. Guys, watch Perfect Match. It's nuts. I have serum information. Um, So in the comics, Whistler's the one who made it. But in the upcoming Blade that is part of the MCU, allegedly it's the same super soldier serum that Red Skull takes because Red Skull's version is made from vampire blood, which I would imagine maybe links it to Thunderbolts. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Cool. Literally cannot wait. I did not realize there was a new Blade coming out. I cannot wait. I'm so wait. excited. Yeah. And then they're putting it in the MCU, so they'll be like, there was actually vampires here the whole time during Iron <laughs> Man and everything. Vampires. remember the whole that? Also, there's one vampire that actually has a pretty convincing motivation. They just take it too far. <laughs> so they've got to die. Ah, uh, the Marvel special. Yep. <laughs> but this one got pregnant. <laughs> What is your obsession with knocking up a vampire lady? I am so confused with how that's what Mikey took from this Th movie. That was like a throwaway line, more or less, to justify the purebloods. It's the one thing that is so different about vampire lore in this movie than anything else I've ever seen. And I'm like, so they're saying the vampires get pregnant and have their own kids, and then yeah. they like grow them up to be elitist? I was like, oh gosh. Yeah, just like the 1%, Mikey. 1%? Vampires. Yeah, you heard it here first. Hashtag follow the money. Yeah, why do you think garlic stocks are down? <laughs> I don't know if they are. I didn't even know that garlic was grown in a stalk. <laughs> kind of is. Not really, no. They're, they're, they're bulbs. Anyway, so he stakes Quinn, a.k.a. Donald Logue, twice. 
And Donald Logue's like, hey, man, man, hey. That's like every one of his lines. I mean, he actually like says something, but it's like, that's the vibe every time he opens his mouth. His lines are almost entirely ad-libbed, by the way. Oh, I assumed that he and Blade as well were 100% ad-libbed. I the whole movie was ad-libbed. So Donald Logue was only supposed to be in like one or two scenes of this movie, but they thought he was so funny that they were like, yeah, just, you know, stay. I mean, it was funny that they kept cutting off his arms yeah that was funny i enjoyed that quite a bit anyway they light him on fire <laughs> and blade leaves just as the cops arrive and the cops are just like all right put him out <laughs> like, they're so <laughs> nonchalant about it and this version of the world things aren't going well <laughs> no no this in new is going orleans bad. <laughs> in, in new orleans <laughs> well another blood orgy party they all left before we got here because there's only, yeah. there's no bodies. <laughs> DNA is gonna be a bitch. Oh, I know. No, there's one guy left alive. Yeah, just the one human guy. Yeah, is the left one alive. human guy is still left alive. So, like, he's just gonna go to jail for murdering everybody? No. <laughs> we got 52 DNA samples. <laughs> no bodies, though. Anyway, we cut to the hospital where they deliver a charred cadaver still warm and we cut down into the lab at that hospital where karen jensen the hematologist is testing the blood they've taken from the cadaver and she's basically just like hey this doesn't make any sense this blood is weird uh and this doesn't look like dead people blood mm -hmm. it makes about as much sense as a hematologist working in a morgue yeah uh i believe she worked a few floors down from the morgue mikey so i also like that mikey is like so they can get pregnant you gotta wear a condom but he's just like a hematologist what as if that's the crazy part of this movie do you know how expensive garlic condoms are mikey i'm about to find out <laughs> that sounds delicious page does that mean that female vampires have their period every month for eternity? What if it was just like every hundred years and that's why it takes like a thousand years? I don't know. I didn't focus on the pregnancy aspects of this film. I was more focused on how much ass Blade kicks and how many names he takes. I do love it in this like action action movie. Mikey's like, I wonder what the family dynamic is like. How do they family plan? What's the plan? gestation period of a vampire? <laughs> yeah. What well, like if you're a vampire who can birth the children's a birth of the children's delicious and garlic and children's <laughs> when you have a little expectation that your your moon time goes away and you get to live forever like not having to deal with that human bullshit anymore and then they're like no you can still get pregnant and you still have to deal with this once a month i mean not having to have a period is a key selling point for me for vampirism so yeah i mean that does kind of wreck it for me if i still have to have a period and be a vampire except that snacks Wait, uh, yeah exactly you brought it up no i aggressively did not i brought you it up you wanted angel movies you I wanted to talk about vampires about it, and how they use tampons as like i don't know blow pops or some shit <laughs> now i know why edward was always going into bella's bedroom when she was in school uh, <laughs> i mean we all saw it happen in new moon <laughs> Is That's that what, what the new moon, moon is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is why I hate vampire movies. It was right in front of our faces the whole time. Somebody called Jackie Zabrowski. Uh. Yeah, so I went down a rabbit hole while I was watching the film. I mean, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly you were, yes. Anyway, the hematologist is like, shut up, this blood isn't real. And her ex-boyfriend, who also works in the morgue, is like, I promise you it's real. 
The guy's up there now. Just come up there. It's not a you and me thing. It's just like a cadaver kind of thing. Just like, come up. So she goes up there and they're looking at him and they're about to start the autopsy. And he's like, so do you ever have second thoughts about us? Because it clearly was definitely an us thing. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. No, they definitely had dated for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, he called her up there not because of the blood. He was like, let's talk about us, baby. Let's talk about this corpse. You see. <laughs> it could have been both. Oh, There's not a lot of people you can date that are coworkers in a morgue. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of bodies, not a lot of options, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Legally. No, well, hopefully even desired options, Mikey. I don't know what's going on for you, but if you don't if you don't date outside the morgue, you end up dating Morris, Riga Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Drag Race. I think I would hate to date somebody that was dead. No, like the like your mortuary person next to you, because they'd be like, Are you looking at her? And I'd be like, No, that's disgusting. Wait, what? You mean, are you looking at the cadavers? Yeah, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you know dating coworkers creates those kind of weird feelings in people. They always get jealous of your other coworkers. <laughs> I like that you think of the cadavers as coworkers <laughs> in a morgue. Wow. wow you don't even Paige. think of them as real things anymore, Paige? <laughs> How offensive. No, they're real. <laughs> they're just not employed. That like... What you didn't know about the office is that Jim was a cadaver the whole time. The whole time? Uh, they're volunteers, okay? <laughs> Volunteers? <laughs> They're interns until they get interned. Hey! Oh, I do not love that joke, but it was funny. Yes. Anyway. anyway how does she carry $4 million of lab equipment away from her hospital in the middle of the night? That's a good question. It, it's never explained. It's like, it was a bitch to get here. You wouldn't believe the story if we told you. Well, since we're talking about lab work, do they have vampire pregnancy tests? Like, what? what's happening? It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and like do they pee like they, if you're looking for an error proof vampire pregnancy test consider VEPT vampire error proof test instead of it just, it just says pregnant or garlic <laughs> well can they even pee oh my god two garlics were pregnant <laughs> can they pee I don't know if vampires pee but you gave me shit about suggesting that zombies poop so I'm gonna say no Zombies have to poop. They have to poop, Todd. I'm with you. Do mushrooms grow where the zombies poop, do you think? Yes. Mushrooms grow everywhere. Uh, Anyway, so as they're talking over this grilled hush puppy of a corpse, it launches up and bites the doctor, not the hematologist, the other one. Yeah, her ex-boyfriend, the guy who was her like- Her ex-boyfriend. Right. Yeah. And you know there's a part of her who was like, okay, good. Oh, thank goodness. Thank God I don't have to be nice to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, comma, dead in her, <laughs> her phone now. Uh, so she screams uh, to call security and who should show up but Blade. Now, just as Blade shows up, Crispy Donald Logue does bite her. Crispy Donald Logue. I love it. Yeah. Do you want that crispy or grilled? So he, he bites her and Blade, he's like, I came back to finish you off. He slices off his arm again. It's so funny. And Donna Logue ends up jumping out a window and landing in an ambulance and then runs off into the night. Dude, him landing in a moving ambulance. I was like, this is insane. I love everything about this set piece. This scene is where the whole film falls apart and goes <laughs> off We're on three its... and a half minutes into the movie, Mikey. Well, yeah. 
when he tosses her one hand just out the ro- out the window without looking. Yeah, that's looking. in a few minutes. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. But like when it's insane. When Donald Logue goes and it's like, is that a burnt chicken tender? No, it's running and it's just gone. <laughs> and then Blade is like, he picks her up. There's all the cops. He's getting shot, and this is where he throws her out the window onto a whole pile of cardboard boxes that he has no way of verifying that she would live through. In fact, she definitely wouldn't. That would have absolutely <laughs> killed. Her. Yeah, cardboard boxes, especially. They're like laying flat are not gonna like stop you from hurting yourself if dropped from 80 feet away, you know, especially after she's already bleeding out. Oh, like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like he throws her like a rag doll. <laughs> You're just like, she's so dead, <laughs> she lands on a tarp, but he jumps. <laughs> And then she's there. She's like, my shoulder's dislocated. And he like pops it back in for her. I'm like, she didn't even land on her shoulder. She landed like on her. She would be dead. Yeah. (laughs) My neck is dislocated. He threw her a block. It was a block away. It was like across an eight lane road. (laughs) I said 80 feet because I had, I just guessed. It was probably further than that. Is it way more than that? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. And like four stories down. He throws like, her like two football fields away. Yeah, but yeah, you're right, Mikey. It also is like a bunch of floors lower than where they are. So it's like, yes. Yeah. She would have splattered on impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, just a balloon full of blood and intestines. No, we don't see balloons full of blood until towards the end of this movie, Paige. Yeah, there is oh. there are b- blood balloons. Uh, but so he jumps after her. They dodge a bunch of bullets, but then he takes her to the work shop with Whistler. Yeah, he takes her to the Batcave or whatever. It's his version of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's basically Batman, but also a vampire. He's vampire Batman. (laughs) Uh, So they inject her with garlic and silver to see if she'll survive or turn. Well, I can tell you that definitely would kill you. Like, if she was still (laughs) just like regular ass human, injecting her with essence of garlic and silver would kill her. Hey, but what if it was just thieves oil on her feet? (laughs) Like, you should try essence of garlic. It'll keep vampires away. I've drank a lot of gold slogger. So if there's silver slogger, I could I would assume it'd be fine. I think it's the fact that it's just straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> it's like Yeah, exactly. This will stop her from turning or make her delicious. What's the word <laughs> when you have to like drink alcohol out of your butt? Like through your butt? Butt chugging, chugging, boofing. We got to boof garlic all up in you to save you. <laughs> Quick, get the stuffing. <laughs> we got to treat you the way that, that pizza treats crusts, and we're just going to brush you down with some garlic and herbs and see what happens. I would have lost my mind, though, if Chris Christopherson was like, now lay back, and then he got like this thing of like butter and garlic and was like just wiping it on her with like a little paintbrush. <laughs> How does this feel? Is it burning or is it like warm and like a buttery kind of way? Is it like, does it smell really? Really delicious. (laughs) I don't think Chris Christopher is trying to save her. I think he's like going to eat her. Hey. Do the infant vampire babies, do they need to breastfeed or because they don't have teeth? Are still talking about the vampire babies? If they they age slowly, they'll be an infant. So they'll have to breastfeed. Do the mother vampires breastfeed blood out of their nipples or do they do milk? And like, it just like, it doesn't make any sense. Or 
did they come out fully teethed out and like a like a newborn infant no. fully fanged up would be weird. No, Mikey, there's no teeth, but when they want it like feed, two fangs shoot out of their gums. Oh. <laughs> it's so adorable. I have an answer from another part of vampire lore, but it would ruin a surprise for something later. And so I'm debating. Oh, don't don't tell us Twilight stuff. Don't tell us Twilight okay, stuff. Okay, then I can't tell I'm you. I'm sorry. Are you saying that Bella breastfeeds the baby and it's blood out of her nipples? Hang on. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's something so much weirder. How is that even possible? That it's weirder than that. <laughs> Tom, you have no idea. You have no idea. I love how this is something I could easily A, look up or just watch the movies and I refuse. Who's to say <laughs> that Stephanie Meyer didn't start Twilight by watching Blade and having the whole same thought process that I had? I think we know she did. Mikey, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think it's so funny that you're so tweaked about this. It's so weird. Because if they age slower, they'd be infants for so long. So the vampire family would have to really care for them for such a long time. Oh, like a hundred years until yeah. they're not a toddler anymore, you know? But that's how we get Boss Baby. <laughs> Boss Baby's a blade vampire baby. I love how that explains Boss Baby right there. It make, all makes sense now. <laughs> do the infant ones shit blood and like do you have to get blood diapers or do they poop regular baby poop? Why would they poop regular baby poop if they're only eating blood? Yeah. Do vampires poop? I would say no. Canonically, they don't. If they can ejaculate and have babies, there's a lot of stuff going on in there. Well, I mean, I think their <laughs> private parts work. I don't understand. Like, you don't have to shit to come, do you? Hang on. No, but I mean, like, if their blood is the only I, thing going I in actually, and going out. I understand is... what Mikey is getting at because in traditional vampire lore, they're taking in blood to just replace the blood they have. So they're not actually eating. Like, it's not hunger as much as it is literally replacing the blood that they're losing by not decomposing just kind of like okay it keeps them going yeah okay but if you're ejaculating your body would have to produce those proteins and those things is it blood is it sperm in blood or is it regular ejaculate <laughs> Mikey I don't know <laughs> Is it all placenta? Oh the only <laughs> frame of reference I have for any of this is Twilight, because that's like the only other one where something this crazy happens. So in Blade, if she's pregnant and then like blood rushes out, and she's like, my blood broke, we need to go to the hospital. <laughs> I mean, well, there, there's a lot of blood when your water breaks anyway, so. But, you can't, but she probably doesn't have water. She's only blood now. She's a vampire. Well, but that's, I think it's implied that she's turning as she's giving birth, and that's kind of the, that's oh, why no, I'm talking about Blade. Of, I'm talking about two vampires having a baby. Then I don't know. I could tell you what happens at Twilight, but it's, it's, you know, that's that's the only answer I have for you, and I don't think that's the right one. I hope this is something that they tackle in the new Blade, because Mikey <laughs> needs some answers clearly. You think it's in the wiki somewhere? I'm finding so many crazy answers, like... How did Blade survive as a baby? And it's like, well, due to an enzyme in his bloodstream, he was resist he's immune to the bites of supernatural vampires. And I'm like, that doesn't give me any information. <laughs> well, it said in the movie he ate unhoused people until Whistler found yeah, him. Yeah, but if he's a baby, 
Like who took care of him? Oh, but they do say that he ages like a regular human. He is not like his lifespan is right. not as long as like the vampire lifespan is. Well, it's still a couple of years where we need to figure out where Blade's been. No, yeah, no, I know. So there would be, have been at least two or three years before when he was like a baby ass baby. Yeah, everything I'm finding on the the wiki is basically just like yada 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 baby. Don't think about <laughs> it. Yeah, a lot of this movie has. Let's not dive too deep into anything kind of vibes but like, in a very good way like i i love it and i love that we're just like quickly moving through things because then it allows for us to have a 45 minute conversation about vampire periods <laughs> but like really though <laughs> i do think they would i think that the reason it takes you know one or two thousand years to get one child in like a vampire pair is because they don't have their period every month. It's like a, a much longer cycle. Diva cups, vampire conspiracy, or shot glasses. <laughs> you decide. Why not both? Why not both? I feel like no one thought as hard as Mikey has thought about this. <laughs> no one involved with the production of Blade? No. Mikey is now doing a deeper dive than anyone has ever done. Is that a problem? No, it's wonderful. <laughs> Anyway, so she makes it through the night because they give her the, the garlic shot. <laughs> yeah, that definitely would have killed her. <laughs> They're just stuffing her face full of garlic knots like, we'll see if she survives. <laughs> we cut to a vampire conference room where they're just like, God damn it, Blade. And they've got like pictures of him just like, you get me these pictures of Blade stat. I cut this out, but I want a scene of a pregnant vampire woman be like, I'm really craving Chinese. And then he has to go out and like kidnap two Chinese people and bring it back to the lair. Mikey, this is a joke that is frequently made on True Blood. But she's <laughs> pregnant, so it's on True better. Blood, they're like, what are you feeling? I'm feeling Ethiopian. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's all the time. I want pickles. Just some German guy just walking to the street. like, <laughs> Or just a dog with a little tag that says pickles. <laughs> oh, pickles. Craving's a craving. Oh. Anyway, vampire <laughs> conference room. Give me those pictures of Blade Stat. And they're mad that that vampire nightclub orgy got rolled because it draws attention to them and they have some sort of tenuous balance with local law enforcement that, that allows them to kind of operate underground. Not even just like local law enforcement, like they are talking about U.S. federal politicians like and the treaty between man and vampire in this scene. Yeah, this is the Illuminati yeah, basically. It's nuts. And we're not going to address it at all. No, we <laughs> learn nothing about, about that. There is a complex treaty between man and vampire and that information is given to you as a throwaway line. And I love that Mikey's like, I have no questions about this. No, he has all the questions about vamp periods, but does not care about the inner politics of a vampire human alliance. Uh, every vampire property I've seen has some sort of vampire Illuminati. It's like cliche. Oh, yeah. The Vampinati? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. The Vampiric Council. They sent 500 ravens. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. So they call in Deacon Frost, who is Stephen Dorf at his Stephen Dorfiest. Yeah. His 90th Stephen Dorfiest. It's wonderful, honestly. He's great in this movie. But they call him in because he like runs the nightclub scene, right? Like that's his job. We, or they don't tell us. They're like, Frost, you're important, but we don't really know why. And why do they have. They're admonishing him here, like telling him to shut yeah. down his clubs because he's drawing too much attention. Well, the Jedi Council doesn't explain to him <laughs> what his role Council? is. Okay. Yoda is not in this movie. 
movie. Hang on. <laughs> uh, I got the impression that he was kind of like the bad guy in the mask where the mob is kind of like funding him and like taking a cut. And he's just like, I'll run this town. And you're just like, calm down, dude. That's kind of why I felt like he was like where they're like, yeah, we know you run nightclubs, dude. And we take a cut of it. You've just got to be more fucking secretive, bro. And do you think they pressure them to get married after they get pregnant? What? Or do you think it's happening? A little like true blood weights action. True yeah. blood weights. <laughs> oh, it's my a promise God. Ring, but it's not silver because they're. Allergic. No, that would kill them. Anyway, during this meeting, they're just like, well, you're not a pure blood. And he's just like, fuck y'all. I mean, do you think the infant vampire wakes up during the day and they're like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the coffin monitor just keeps going off. Yes. Uh, right. Yes. What is, what is happening in this world? We want him to grow up and be on the Illuminati Jedi Council. But like, I don't we know. We got to get him into a I'm... good preschool first. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I just assume all vampires are homeschooled, honestly. Oh. Actually, do we ever see a vampire child in this? Oh, no, we sort of do when they're like fighting in the Bible scene. Where were her parents? Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and I have notes about her because she is actually a specific character. We'll talk about it in fun facts. Okay. Is she a pure blood? She is pure blood, I believe. Yeah. She, she would have to be, right? Because she's a vampire child. Where the fuck are her parents, bro? Dude, she is 125 years old. Like, her parents left a long time ago. Oh, that's your culture? We don't know their culture, okay? <laughs> that's honestly, you know what? I own that. That's on me. I apologize, vampires. Yes. <laughs> Fucking dirty ass vamps. Always getting knocked up. Always getting garlic knocked up. <laughs> garlic knocked up. <laughs> anyway, they're like, you're not a pure blood, so you don't get to be a part of this council. You don't get to decide shit. And he's just like, fuck you guys. I'm a vampire just like you. And they're like, mm, not really. I mean, this is where they really set up the whole like pure blood turned vampire like yeah. I guess animosity. Like the pure bloods think they're better, and Stephen Dorff is like, "Fuck you, I don't care." Well, and also the pure bloods want to like coexist with humans in some yeah. sort of ecosystem, and Stephen Dorff is like, "They're fucking food. Party it up. <laughs> Let's just eat them all. They are chicken nuggets, not people. Let's do it." <laughs> I mean, and he is sort of right. In my mind, what he wants is for it to be more like a like we do with cattle you know yeah he calls them cattle yeah at, at certain points so i mean that that sort of makes sense to me too like i think that's probably what would happen if there were this many vampires in what is clearly new orleans <laughs> good old new orleans with its notable skylines and many mexican storefronts i didn't realize that new orleans had this many palm trees yeah it's pretty wild uh <laughs> and a beach and an ocean nearby new orleans does definitely a port city with an ocean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that that's fine but have you ever seen a movie in new orleans not show the french quarter the whole movie yeah never i wish there was a scene where blade was handing out silver beads to unsuspecting vampires going wild <laughs> show us your face but like if it's still an infant in 20 years can it talk but it's just in an infant's body i have to I'm assume telling you, this yes. is how boss baby happens yeah. it can be a ceo does it still wobble when it walks it's like baby legs from rick and morty <laughs> anyway we cut to 
Blade goes to pick up more of his serum, where we meet this guy that he is clearly very close to and hugs that we never see again. <laughs> and we get no other information. Wait, what if Blade raids a vampire preschool? Is he just going to kill a bunch of infant vampires? That's where they got the idea for Darth Vader to kill the younglings. Oh, Mikey is the Jedi Council. It's a oh. metaphor, Mikey, for the Jedi. <laughs> I want that Blade comic where he's like, oh, I found their lair. It's toddlers. <laughs> like, what do I? <laughs> Do he pulls out a katana. They pull out lightsabers. Yes. But no, but, but Mikey, they'd be like old. So they'd look like toddlers, but they can fight. So it would be like that Barry episode where he gets beat up by that 13-year-old girl the whole time. We don't know their child development. What if they take 100 years to get to toddler level? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, does that mean that they're like 78 years old? And they're just like, oh, can you just heat up my fucking dino nuggets already like i am exhausted it's been such a long night how long do they have to go to high school they matriculate a lot <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go to spoons portland or whatever <laughs> spoons spoons portland, portland? <laughs> it makes as much sense forks is a real place Tom. i know I'm not making fun of Twilight right now. <laughs> oh, good old spoons. We are barely into this movie. I'm sorry. I know, and it's already 10 p.m. on a Monday night. I'll stop talking about it. I don't think you'll be able to. <laughs> anyway, so Karen, the hematologist, wakes up in Blade's lair and sees all his weapons, his sword, the spikes, and everything. And Whistler's just like, hey, you shouldn't just bring home random people that are about to turn into vampires, except she's a hematologist, so that might be useful. And then literally, they give him his serum and Captain America him, which makes a lot more sense now that I've Googled, and it is literally Captain america him. Yeah. Uh, if it's the same as Red Skull. And while that's happening, they see her watching, and she tries to run, and the slowest chase ever ensues, because she doesn't know where she is or where any exits are. <laughs> I do love that, though, because she's, like, sporadically running around their lair, and you can see Chris Christopherson go towards the door away from her because he knows that her, the only way out is over there and that's where he like yeah cuts her off at the pass if you will because she had no idea where she was going yes and they're like look we're not trying to hurt you we just you know precautions before you go because you might be a vampire or hominis nocturna which basically just means nightman <laughs> ah! <laughs> Nightman. Fighter of the Blade Man, who is the Day Man. Oh. <laughs> and they've been, they, so this is where we find out that it's New Orleans because he's like, we've been hunting them in mar their migrations and he's holding a map of New Orleans. <laughs> The city that they are ostensibly supposed in. to believe be, be in, but are super not in. Yeah. Uh, but the comics, it is New Orleans. And uh, they're like, do you remember Mr. Crispy at the hospital? He was a vampire. And she's like, yeah, he bit my neck. I had kind of Yeah, guessed. I remember that. And they're like, well, here's what works. Here's what doesn't. Steaks, yes. Crosses, no. Silver, yes. Garlic, anaphylaxis. Uh, holy water, <laughs> no. UV rays, yes. And we have like a, a flashlight that does UV rays that they only use that one time despite it being super effective. It is very <laughs> effective. Yeah. Like if he had gone in, into that club with that UV flashlight, he could have killed the entire room in like 45 seconds. It would have been the same visual of like, you know, whenever it's like a, a, an atomic bomb goes off and people just like turn into dust. Like that's what it would have been. Yeah. They should have just made a bigger one. Yeah. Cause then and they'll just shine it everywhere. 
Anyone who's not a vampire will be fine. They need that Gotham Batman spotlight. Yes, just in the <laughs> the sun is Blade's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. You're right. What I don't understand about the whole movie is he only hunts hunts vampires at night, which I think is like really counterproductive. Oh yeah, he doesn't at all try and kill them when they're asleep during the day. Yes. Well, and there's questions about the day walking later that we will get to because this movie yada 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 is over a lot of why Steven Dorff is out in the daytime. Oh no, I think they explain it when Blade says, "Oh, you've got sunblock on." This is the SPF of a killer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they then quickly Whistler and blade give care in the rundown of like there's a war going on out there here are our weapons you need to get the fuck out of town and so she goes with blade he drops her off at her apartment and he's just like buy yourself a gun shoot yourself if you feel like you're gonna be a vampire bye Bye. (laughs) this is mikey from horror virgin i practiced this ad for factor in my car today (laughs) can you show us what you practiced yeah 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 Mikey from Horror Virgin here <laughs> talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We cut to the vampire server room. <laughs> That's a real thing in this movie, guys. That's a guys. real thing. That the I said that. It's not a joke. Room. That's that is what happens. It's the archives. And Stephen Dorff is trying to translate some of these old pages from a dead language. Uh, and he's like, he gets caught by one of the pure bloods. And he's like, you wouldn't even understand them. And he's just like, you don't know what's I'm gonna fucking understand. Just a fucking fuck. And then we cut away from it. Like, you know. <laughs> He is very moody in this movie. You're right. Steven Dorff yeah. is kind of like a QAnon kind of guy for vampires. 
Oh, I got more like the, you're not my real pure blood kind of vibes. Yeah. Well, no, they're like, that's a fairy tale. And he's like, no, it's real. It's oh, real. I see what you're saying. Even though we roundhouse kicked through all of the carefully preserved pages. Man, I love that. I was like, wow, this is like the original Bible is what they're saying it is. Like that is the vampire <laughs> Bible. And then they are literally kicking Blade through them. I understand why Blade wouldn't give a shit. But like, them. yeah, but like the vampires themselves seem to have no reference for this thousand year old religious text. It's like they hung those pages suspended in glass just so that someone would kick through them. Oh yeah. And also like if Frost is not high up in the vampire, Vampire Council. Why is he in there? How did he get in there? Well, I think it's Pearl. I think Pearl bribes him. There's some like deleted scene that explains that Pearl liked to eat children and that's why he's very, very large. What? But that doesn't give me much more information about Pearl the archivist. I had a lot of questions about that too because I was like, do you have a slower metabolism? Like some vampires have a slower metabolism? I don't understand. Because Pearl is big. Like bigger than any person I've ever seen ever big. Well, it made me wonder like was Pearl just larger when Pearl was turned? Maybe if Pearl's a turned vampire. But then because I, I was curious as well because... Every other vampire mythos I am familiar with, you stay at the state that you were turned. And in this one, you age slower, but that means that, like, you're aging over time. Your body's not changing very much. Right. And if you're only drinking blood, like, how, what's going on? And then the explanation I found was that Pearl liked to eat children. And I was like, are they... Are children more fattening? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what that means. Are children the cupcakes of the vampire world? <laughs> <laughs> you know how veal tastes so good, guys? She only eats Augustus Gloop. No, oh, I want to be clear. I'm not trying to fat shame in, in doing this. I am just oh, yeah, curious. No, There's absolutely. just unanswered questions oh, okay. here. Oh, so you have unanswered questions now. Yeah, and I'm going to leave it. There are no answers for these questions, no. and so I will no longer pursue this line of inquiry. But it is a weird choice to make Pearl that big, and then there's no explanation for it. And nude. Anyway, so Blade lets her out at her apartment, and is just like, bye. So she goes upstairs thinking like, it's daytime. They can't hurt me. And literally, people with tattoos on their necks are after her oh, yeah. in the elevator. And then she gets to her apartment, and there's a policeman who just, like, walks in. I think he was already there, Paige. He I think was he was already, already there. there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's illegal for them to search your house on a welfare check unless there's belief that you are in imminent danger of, like, being dead or dying. So, like, a smell... I don't think he was there out. legally at all, Mikey. I think he was just like, my vampire master says. Well, he said he's on that welfare check because people, he hadn't been to work. But like, you can't just enter someone's house, even if they don't show up to work. That is true. I mean, I think it sort of made sense that you might send a police officer by someone's house when you saw them get bit on the neck at work and then they haven't shown up, you know? And you can. They just knock on the door to, to see if you're okay. Yeah. And if you don't answer, they don't go in your house unless there's like a, like you smell like, they smell like they're dead or yeah. like you see something bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she tries to like vampire pepper spray him with the garlic silver and it doesn't work because he's not a vampire. <laughs> yeah, he's not. And who should show up but Blade? Of course. Who like 
wrecks her whole house beating the shit out of this guy. I did love that. Like he sort of while he's beating this guy up explains that he's a familiar, he's not a vampire or whatever, but while he's doing this and beating this guy up, he is breaking everything of sentimental value in her apartment. She has like a TGI <laughs> Fridays level of of art <laughs> like on her flare, walls. Yeah. Yeah, and he just like <laughs> smashes him against it and then like drags him along the wall taking all the art with it. It's just wild. And she's just like you used me as bait and he's like get over it and they like follow that beat up police guy they find blood in his car dude that chase scene between the cop car and blades muscle car is terrible because the footage is so clearly just like sped up yes they're not it doesn't look like they're going fast it looks like herky jerky it looks terrible not only that he is clearly in a static car with green screen that they're just like running stuff behind him but then here's the other element of them like aka new orleans he's like we got to go to the clinic on hillhurst i was like hillhurst in hollywood (laughs) like the famous street in hollywood (laughs) (laughs) Where they never go because they just stay in downtown where Terminator was filmed. I love how they tried 0% to establish that it was actually New Orleans except for one shot of a map. Here's what's wild. If you zoom in on the map, Hillhurst is circled. (laughs) It's just circled? (laughs) No. Universal Backlot has pieces that they can make look like the French Quarter. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) And And they use none of it. It's actually probably cheaper to film in New Orleans. (laughs) Like it was probably more expensive to do this weird thing they did. Anyway, she doesn't shoot him in time and he's like, so Blade is like, you're useless. You got to learn to like fucking kill people with abandon. But she's like, I'm coming with you because otherwise I'm fucking toast. Like they are going to kill me and I have to find a cure. And he's like, whatever, fine. So they stake out that police car. He comes back. They follow him. And this is where, because Jake and I this whole time have been like, where is this? And this is where he's on like Pico, Olympic, Figueroa. And we're just like, yes. I love this series of scenes because it's a very crowded street where he pulls a gun on a cop and beats the shit out of him. And I'm like, yes, you think anybody would call somebody maybe? I don't know. Well, And he's dressed like Blade, which is also... Very odd in the day or not in an action scene. Here's what's terrible. If I saw Blade walking around, my first thought would be like, oh, I don't think the cops are any match for that guy. Let's just let that guy have it. I'd be (laughs) like, am I in front of Grummish Chinese Theater? Like, what's happening? But they're like, yeah. they're like, I know, where's your vampire master? As he beats a police yeah. officer, I've been like, that guy's probably going to need some help later on. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I see anyone punching someone yelling, where's your vampire master? I'm going to assume that there is some sort of thing wrong mentally. Yeah, that's that's the time for me to cross the street yes. and be like, I hope that works out. <laughs> and like, do you think they can do paternity tests? Oh, my God. Mikey. Uh... <laughs> And where do they collect the blood from? Right. How do you not get a contaminated specimen, Paige? Does it look like them? <laughs> do they have like vampire versions of what to expect when you're expecting? Or Ancestry.com. Because <laughs> Does it look like a mix of the two vampires? Or does it look like a mix of the two people those two vampires ate before they had sex? Holy Whoa. shit. I love that premise. <laughs> I have no answers for you. I'm just thinking about it right now. Like, I know there's been a lot of dead air, but I'm just like, I added out all dead air. You broke my fucking brain. Does that mean that if you want to procreate as a vampire, you also have to steal your victim's sperm? 
No. Okay. Oh, Get the hot sauce. No, 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 no. You're creating your own bloody sperm, I guess. Right. Or real sperm. We just don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, no one has really ever answered these questions. <laughs> largely because literally no one's ever asked. But maybe we no. should have. That's what they said about Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> Name one thing Galileo did, Mikey. He discovered that the Earth wasn't the center of the universe, okay? I think he's right, Paige. I can see you fact I know, I think he <laughs> Yeah, I think he's right. I think he is responsible for the heliocentric model. Yes, <laughs> no, I fucking, yeah. Copernican heliocentrism, okay. <laughs> which he didn't discover. Copernicus kind of technically did, but he expanded on it. I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Eat that perfect mash. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> they pull up to a club with lines on the side of it, and he's like, this is a vampire club. I don't know why I turned into Steven Seagal right then, but... But that's what he does. I mean, that's how Wesley Snipes delivers that line. Yeah. He's like, there's a vampire sex worker on the corner or whatever. He's like, the bouncers vampire are vamps. Man. Vampire valets. He's like calling it, like calling his shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, which... I don't know if you noticed this, guys. He describes everyone over there. So instead of saying every different type of person that's across the street, he could have been like, all those people are vampires and saved us five minutes of dialogue. Yeah. And then he gets out and is like, to review, holy water, no. (laughs) Crosses, no. Steak, yes. Silver, no. Yes. He does do a review. Yes. It is like before your first mission in a like a like a first person shooter game. Yeah. That's what this is. No, I know exactly. It's like here's the weapons that work on vampires in this video game. Are you ready? Press X to start. You're carrying too much blood. Would you like to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have like vampire child locks on some things in their house? They have to, like the shutters. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I love this. I honestly hope that the the new blade coming out just really focuses on like the child care <laughs> aspects no way of it's pure going to. blood vampires. <laughs> I can almost fucking guarantee you no, that really new want blade them to is going to be like we're it. not going to go into that pure blood turned blood shit at all. I want the new blade to be like daddy daycare but with blade <laughs> murdering the daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I just have questions, man. People are asking. No, you know, I heard people talk. I heard people talking. You heard about this? People page. You heard about no this? Vampires appearing now. No one is you asking. People talking. Just you. Just you. <laughs> anyway, they do kind of say like there's they live levels of vampires among them. Yeah, they're like yes. they're everyone. And I'm like. Are they, though? I mean, if you're looking at the sample size that's across the street from them currently where we are in the movie, it is 100% of people. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Although they are hanging outside of a vampire club. So, you know. Well, and and here's the weird thing. Is it a vampire club or is it like? I got the vibe it was like one of Steven Dorff's party club things. I got the impression that it was owned by vampires to kind of hide the entrance to their thing. Oh, okay. Because not everyone in there was a vampire. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it may not be like a vampire club where like only vampires go, right? Right. But it clearly is like a vampires are welcome kind of vibe. And they have that 
yeah. passageway to their thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, while Sailor Moon performs for everyone. I didn't realize Vamps fucked with baby metal, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he fights his way back into the back of the restaurant. Anyway, they enter through the freezer. So they beat up the cop. Uh, the cop that it was the familiar that was transporting the blood. Yeah. And he tells him, give Frost a message. It's open season on all suckheads, <laughs> which is such a crazy line. <laughs> But I love it so much. But there are so many crazy lines There's in this. So and I'm many. like 100% sure either Wesley Snipes or Keith David wrote. Oh, imagine this with Keith David as Blade. I mean, I would love that shit. Keith David from They Live? Yeah, all day. Yes. Beating like, up Rowdy Roddy Piper, who is Frost? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, they go down into the archives and this is where they meet Pearl. And essentially what has happened is that Stephen Dorff's character has kind of tricked them into thinking he's down there. But really, they're just finding the archive. Stephen Dorff is off somewhere, already has a plan, already has the downloaded archives of stuff that he has. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it seemed like Pearl was doing the, I don't know, like decrypting of the pages or whatever and they had just mm -hmm. finished that and Stephen Dorff like sees how to do the blood cult thing whatever and then he's like well I don't need Pearl anymore so he just lets Blade kill Pearl none of the movie makes sense we don't have to like go into that <laughs> I think he treats Pearl and the cop as kind of like bait like sacrificial bait because he doesn't care if Pearl dies or that Pearl dies because oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows Blade's gonna kill Pearl when he finds him but then on top of that the cop he like once the cop delivers the message he's just like great I was hungry anyway dead yeah I mean I got the impression that he killed the cop because the cop failed at what he was asked to do right but yeah I mean he does just kill him yeah and we do get a shot of Stephen Dorff looking over the files with his like weird coffin bed behind him and we kind of get a sense of like what his whole room is like we see Donna Logue, who has partially grown back a hand. I love it. Uh, we get a blood French kiss. <laughs> Lots of tongue. Just like Natalie and I at Chewy's, except it's queso. I mean, pretty much. No, it was that ranch sauce that they have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that shit is real good. Anyway, so this is where he's like, I want Blade alive, because now he knows that he needs Blade's blood for whatever. Yeah. He also knows that he needs 12 purebloods. Yeah. And he's going to have to get them somehow. Which would literally be like almost all the purebloods, right? Like if it takes that long to breed, like that would be so many of the purebloods. No, he just takes the Jedi Council. There's obviously more of them than the 12. I don't think that he cleans out the population, but like that would be a significant number of them though. Yeah. And meanwhile, Blade and Karen use the flashlight on Pearl to get the information that they're looking for. Yeah. The thing of uh, La Magra and the spirits of the 12. And this is where Blade kind of moves into that room that has all of the like vampire Bible pages hung up in glass. Yeah. The vampire Bible that is like 40 pages long. Right. <laughs> Purely there to be kicked through. Uh, and they see a young girl kind of running through the stacks and he approaches her. I don't know why he wouldn't immediately think she was a villain because he's just like, 
oh, come here, girl. And she just roundhouse kicks him through one of the pages. Yeah, she does. She sort of kicks his ass a little bit. Yeah, and honestly, for the next like 10 minutes, it's like, fuck these artifacts. Every piece of glass in here is about <laughs> to be broken. I, th- I do think they destroy every single one of them. The original vampire Bible gets destroyed in this as an afterthought. Pretty much. And they tie Blade up. They're punching him. And this is where Quinn, uh, a.k.a. Donald Logue, comes in. He's like, I owe you two stakes. You know, like, I'm going to kill you. And Blade is clearly, like, not doing great. And then all of a sudden, explosion, Chris Christopherson is there to save the day. Yes. So... They run through the explosion in the wall that happens to back up to the train and they get separated. But this is where they like run across the tracks. Donald Logue follows them. They like push his face against the train. They take one of his hands again. (laughs) Hello, vampires just get hit by the train. It's wild. He should have won an award for like most time spent in a makeup chair for a bonkers movie. Yes. Because in every scene except for the very first scene, he has like crazy amounts of like makeup on, like special effects makeup. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, And also, I do love that, like, Chris Christopherson can't do any of the stunts for this. So it's just like, okay, bye. I'll see you guys back at the lair. (laughs) Like, just, like, explained away that, like, he could take care of himself. Well, yeah. Chris Christopherson, who just, like, does disappear from this scene, was old when this movie came out. And he's still alive. He's, like, 86 now or something like that. He's a very old gentleman. Yeah. Who has lived a wild life. A wild life? Yeah. As the next train passes, Blade catches the end of the train and they <laughs> climb in and he she relocates his shoulder and then he just injects himself in the neck with serum on the train. Yeah. Which would not be even the first time or last time that day that someone is going to shoot up in the neck on the train in Los Angeles. Oh, you mean in New Orleans? On the <laughs> yeah. subway train? On the underwater train in New Orleans? <laughs> it would yeah. be underwater. Like, the water table is yeah. so close to the soil there. Like, yep. that's why they can't, like, bury in the ground. That's why they have mausoleums. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you cannot dig seven feet down or whatever like that's what they want you to think it's because they don't want you breaking into the vamp tunnels exactly everyone in new orleans go out right now with your shovels and discover these vamp tunnels don't do that that's a bad idea (laughs) but also this is where she's like you're one of them aren't you and we cut back to the lair where they've gotten home and whistler is just like i found him living on the street it seems like he shifted at puberty uh, and was drinking people's blood on the street. Uh, like So that okay. means he was like a regular child until 13. Okay, that actually does make sense. So he was probably like adopted by a family, honestly. Right. Yeah, okay. And then sort of went feral when the hunger took over, and then Chris Christopherson took him under his wing. Right. Uh, and it kind of explains like he can handle garlic, he can handle silver, he can handle sunlight, and he has their strength. But he ages like a human and he does have the thirst. Yeah. And he's slowly rejecting the serum to keep the thirst at bay. So I guess my question was, because Blade is sort of half human, half vampire, and this woman right now is in the process of being turned into a vampire, can he get her pregnant right now? Mm. Love this question. <laughs> would would the child be a pure vampire? I think it would be a pure blood half and half, right? Yeah, right. I think so because she has not injected herself with her like homemade cure yet. She has not completely turned. It's either full vampire or full human. 
Oh my God. How embarrassing uh-huh. would that be if you and your half blood wife had a I don't I feel very uncomfortable having this conversation all of a sudden. I think if there's any <laughs> vampire in you, it ends up like it, it gets in there. Paige, I bet you can't wait to have a vampire in you. Um It sorry. depends on who it is. I mean, if it's Alexander Skarsgard, like, yeah, do you want to make an appointment? I got openings on my calendar. <laughs> He's an actor, not a vampire. I don't think we know that for a fact yet. He hasn't <laughs> aged in like 15 years. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, who do you think raises the baby? Like the father vampire? I would guess that Stellan Skarsgård had something to do with it. Oh, you mean just like regular vampires? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You mean like, is it some sort of like seahorse situation? I'd like to think that they co-parent. I assume you're just carrying around your baby Yoda more or less and a papoose for like 70 years. How long do you think they're pregnant? I don't know, Mikey. I think it's 666 months. A lot of months, bro. Oh my god, I forgot. That was so crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking up how long uh, pregnancy lasts in Twilight, and it's so fucking nuts. I refuse to <laughs> Google it, Paige. So, what's Blade's deal? Is he single? Like, what's going on with that guy? <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, what are you talking <laughs> this about, is Mikey? A big fucking like, shit. Why does he want to kill all the vampires? Because they're killing people, killing Mikey. People? The second vampires can have babies, <laughs> Mikey is like, oh, I see their value. We should be on their side. Anyway, we also find out that Whistler had yes. a family once that his wife, he had a wife and two daughters and they were killed by a vampire. Yeah, this is his tragic backstory and why <laughs> he was out hunting vampires even before he met Blade. Yeah, and what we do kind of find out also in this conversation is that there's some sort of shakeup going on in the vampire community politically and they think that Frost is probably at the center of it, and they are correct. Yeah. So she goes to Blade and is like, Whistler told me all the shit. And he's like, you don't know me or anything about me. And she's like, actually, I kind of do. Like, <laughs> he just told me all, all of it. Yeah, sure. like you monologue a lot. I picked up on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he basically is like, I'm looking for the thing that killed my mother. And every time I kill a vampire, I get a little piece of that back. Therapy. You need to go to therapy. (laughs) Oh, he's going to come face to face with his trauma here in a little bit, Mikey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Cut to Steven Dorff putting on sunscreen. Yeah, I did love it. If you look at the bottle, it is a picture of a like Steven Dorff vampire and a dog biting little like his underwear as he's like putting sunscreen on his face. <laughs> it's thick like Play-Doh. <laughs> like, like, like he has to put it on with like a trowel. Um, anyway, they take one of the pure bloods out to the beach and basically let him burn to death and take his fangs. Which, okay, is this the first time they've won sunscreen? Because like they're putting a lot of faith in it. Yeah, well, and they've got motorcycle helmets on to, like, block it. It seems like in this universe, as long as you're, like, clothed or covered, you can just walk in the daylight. Yeah, like, if you layer properly like you should, you're fine if you're a vampire during the day. Mm. Which is, like, not the case in Twilight and shit. No, because in Twilight, you could walk around during the day, you just sparkle like you went to the strip club. Sorry, I meant I meant true blood, but oh, yeah, you sorry. get it. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway... They come back to the vampire council and toss his fangs across the table and are just like, give us 12 people for our weird ritual. And they're like, all right, well. <laughs> well, he's got the fangs, so we've got to do it. Teeth, like, they don't so explain like, why know. they give them the people. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. It was the 30 armed men he brought with him. There's probably more of that. 
Yeah, we cut to Blade's workshop where he's got some of the scroll that he rescued from destroying all of it. And it's just like, it's that book and it says this thing about the blood god. And I think that's what they're going to try and do. Also, this like hard drive. And Karen is like, (laughs) cool, I don't know what any of that meant. But did you know that if you put anticoagulant in a vampire, it's going to pop like a balloon? And he's just like, okay. And she explodes a microscope for no reason. It's like, now you got to go steal another one. Like, come on now. I do think it's hilarious, though, because he's like, cool. And then they explode a microscope And then it cuts to another scene Like what is happening in this movie Well and she tries to get his blood sample And he wants to go get serum But Whistler's like no the blood sample is more important So she gets the blood sample But we cut to her taking her band-aids off And she's not healing Which means that she has another day or two And then she's going to be a vampire But also like it takes two seconds to take a guy's blood Be like oh I've got to go run an errand Yeah I I think he just doesn't like needles Yeah No, they just have to set up him, like, biting her in the last, like, five minutes of the movie. In vampire movies, that is like them having sex in rom-coms. Like, him biting the female lead. Honestly, though, it's kind of sexy in this movie. Yeah, it is sexy. Like, they are going at it. Yeah, And by it, I mean her neck. And she keeps saying, don't stop. And I'm just like, yeah, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Been Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) He's like, don't pressure me. It's like, sometimes I get nervous and my fangs won't like stay out. I've drank a lot of blood tonight. I shit on the floor earlier. I got to go by. Do you want a quesadilla? Of course not. You're a vampire. Bye. (laughs) You're pregnant anyway? (laughs) Mikey, I guess my question would be is, would you raise a vampire baby? A hundred percent. Is that even a question? Mikey is out here just trying to be your baby's whistler. <laughs> vampire moms. I'd be like, I found him at 13 feeding on people in the alleyway. Maybe that's the sound you heard earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't going out there. So. <laughs> Did it sound like a sexy crash? Or? <laughs> uh, could you... Uh, to describe what a Could sexy crash sounds. Could you elaborate what a sexy yeah, yeah, crash yeah. is, <laughs> please? It's it's that thing of when you like push somebody up against a wall and things kind of clatter around, or when you like sweep a desk to throw somebody across a desk. I don't we I don't think we call those crashes. I mean, it's gonna make a noise. Yeah, and that noise would be. Crash like in nature. Yeah. Anyway, Blade is out running errands or something, and he <laughs> sees Frost in the daytime, just like standing around in the shade with a child. He said, Frost yourself. Oh, Frost my yourself. <laughs> anyway, so he's wearing sunblock, and he's like, Hey, um, I'm going to do this thing with the spirits of the 12, you know, the blood god. Cool. Anytime you want to come over, just let me know. Okay, bye. <laughs> And then Blade tries to shoot him and he like matrixes and then throws that little girl through a hot dog stand and into the street. And if you look, when she lands in the street, the bus that he has to save her from is a mile and a half away. Like that bus (laughs) had plenty of time to stop. They're on a timetable. Yes, Todd. (laughs) Anyway, he does save that girl. But we cut back to the workshop where Karen's like, yeah, I think vampires are just like hella anemic. So I'm going to try this treatment that we use for sickle cell anemia. And it turns out they're like, oh, it works. But for Blade, it would also take away all of his other powers. Anyway, as she's telling Whistler about this, turns out somehow that Steven Dorff was in two places at once, basically. <laughs> because he he and his entire retinue of vampires have now invaded their their like hideaway and they beat the shit out of Whistler. Oh yeah. And then they kidnap 
Karen. And at this point, I looked in, like to see how much was left of this movie, and it was almost a full hour. I know. And I was like, what is even left to do in this movie? There's a lot of fighting, though, that we're going to not explain yeah, every we're gonna punch yada, up, so yada, it's going to yada, yeah. yada through some of it, but yeah. Right. And don't get me wrong. like The fighting in this movie is fucking dope. I'm here for it. It's not. No, I mean, it's great, though, because it, it is very overly performative like if a fight scene could choose scenery it would be in this movie the foley work my god the foley work i love it when it sounds like he's punching a wet bag of sand but blade (laughs) comes back whistler is not dead somehow but they've left a vhs tape that's like here's our plan (laughs) and whistler's just like hey they bit me i'm gonna die so like i'm gonna need you to shoot me because i don't want to be a vampire and he's like no, and he's like, then fucking give me your gun and walk away, stupid, because I'm about to do it. Yeah, yeah. So he shoots himself, but apparently comes back in the next movie. We'll see. Mysteries. None of that makes sense, except Chris Christopherson wanted another paycheck. Like, I understand that part of it. Right. I, it's not, he didn't approach the producers of Blade and was like, let me pitch you on this. I believe they were <laughs> like, let's just bring him back, too. I mean, I'm sure they did, yeah. So he plays the VHS tape, and it's like, your friend is dead. We have your other friend. Come find us at this place. Bye. And he's like, <laughs> fuck. So we cut over to where they're keeping Karen. And Stephen Dorf turns to Karen and is just like, so you and Blade fucking or not? Nah? And she's just like, uh. And he's like, ah, whatever. Like, I'm just going to throw you into this weird pit for a while anyway. <laughs> I'm just going to turn you into the damsel in distress that everyone's familiar with. Yeah. The trope of. Yeah. Uh, we do find out that Blade's blood is key to whatever their thing is. Yeah. Which is why Stephen Dorff went from like, we need to kill Blade to we need to capture Blade. So Blade shows up and he first has to fight those two with like cattle prods. But this is only for him to then syringe them in the face and in the chest and for them to explode. Yeah. So that we can see that, you know, in action. I mean, he blood balloons them until they explode. That's more or less the effects. Like it's like expanding their skin in a very comically silly way until he runs down the hallway and you see blood splatters like everywhere else besides him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, We cut. (laughs) to he gets to Stephen Dorff's bedroom where the bed opens up and it's his mom Sanaa Lathan looking beautiful as always because she is gorgeous and ageless so for once the villain saying your mom is in my bedroom was correct yeah (laughs) does that mean Stephen Dorff was trying to be Blade's stepdad 100% here's the question is he Blade's actual dad no because she was pregnant before yes before she she was turned but we don't know if they had a relationship before he bit her well I don't think they can get regular people pregnant oh so you don't think that's possible (laughs) you have questions about every other part of this process and you're like no 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 there can't be any hybrids spoiler twilight has a hybrid yeah i mean the sperm just goes in there and like eats the egg right oh god anyway <laughs> regardless she's there with steven dorf and steven dorf's like turns out your mom's alive and she's a vampire now and she's on my side so fuck it and because he doesn't have his serum they basically transport him to the temple thing yeah and strap him in yeah they're able to capture him because he doesn't have a serum right yeah and the 
piece they like block him into has like razor blades in it to like bleed out his wrists. Yeah, I mean, you s- th- yeah. the shot of it is actually sort of cool. I like it a lot. Like mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like coming down his fingertips and like dripping into the bowl, the collection plate thing, and then yeah. it goes out over the dome that hangs over like the. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of like the inside of a obelisk on some level. I don't know how to explain yeah. it. It's kind of cool though. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a hollowed column of. Yeah, a, a hollowed column is a good way of explaining it. Yeah. A large yeah. hollowed space, oh, column yeah. shape. I mean, enough to fit 12 people around the outside of, yeah. right? Like, oh, with plenty of space, yeah. too. Yeah, plenty of space. And he's in like Han Solo levels of carbonite, basically. None of it makes sense. Yeah, none of it at all. None of it makes sense. They dump Karen into a little basement thing where Curtis, her friend from the hospital, is. And she knocks him down and then climbs back out of it. It literally lasts two minutes. Dude, I blinked and I real I did not even realize that that was the same guy that she had dated and like had brought her up there. And then I was like, oh, wait, they brought him back for that one little second. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Loved it. Well, And as they're like sealing Blade up, his mom comes over and it's weirdly sexual uh, it's the way weird. that she's yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's where she's like, I've hunted and killed and I've enjoyed it. It's like. Dude, yikes. Yeah, I wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, Karen sneaks up behind a guard, gets a gun, and shoots that guy. I love the way she gets the gun, though, because he's, like, on the edge looking down that hollow column thing. Yes. And she, like, grabs the gun with one hand and pushes him with the other, and he's holding on the gun hanging off the side of the cliff thing, and she just shoots him. Yep. And he just goes flying off the cliff. It's so great. And while he does, they're kind of arranging all the pure bloods under all of the glyphs so that when the blood drips down and Steven Dorff gets like the main blood drip thing, that will cause something to happen? Question mark? I mean, it does. We, it does work. Like we see it in action. Yeah. It's wild though, because like all the 12 people, pure bloods, get drops of blade blood on their face. Right. And then one goes to Steven Dorff and then lightning comes in and connects everything for some reason the the force comes down and he makes him blood guy yeah makes him a blood god i think they actually call him a blood god right and it pulls their souls out of all the pure blood or something about that where and they turn into bone bats bats. yes They they like bone bat their way and meanwhile as all that's happening karen like frees blade yeah and is like You've got to drink for me to get strong again. And it is, um, yeah, it's yeah, very sexual. I think I saw this position in the Karma Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. It is very sexy. Yeah, but as that's <laughs> happening, and very, very sexily, the blood is dropping on Steven Dorff, and then everyone gets force lightninged. Then the bone bat like explodes from their faces. I love that bone bat makes a cameo. It bone bats into Steven Dorff, and like Karen is like moves out of the way because she's like not dead, I guess. But then Blade's mom shows up and is just like, oh, what? And he and his mom have to like fight. And she does not approve of their relationship. She doesn't approve <laughs> of their relationship. But it seems like she's jealous of Karen and that makes me uncomfortable. So she had to die. Well, that's a mother-in-law type of thing, you know? 
very uncomfortable. I do love how his mother calls him Eric and not Blade. Yeah. But she's never met him. And he never met her because he was a baby. This movie posits that he recognizes her from the day of his birth. She Well, see, Paige, she imprinted on him, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to say he had pictures of her in his foster home. Maybe. Because she probably had a whole place to live before she was murdered. No idea. I'm going to go with the imprinting. Anyway, <laughs> all of the other purebloods are dead because their bone bat was the one thing keeping them alive. So now it's just Steven Dorff versus Blade. And they and Blade like runs through and like throat rips and like punches through a oh, dude. Yeah. He kills a bunch of people. And one of them is Donald Logue. Yes. And this is where he grabs the sunglasses and puts them on. And then Steven Dorff like pulls out his katana that he has question mark right and he's like blade let's settle this and then they start fencing yes and blade cuts off his arm love it uh but then he cuts his torso and it like flies and then the blood like pulls it back together yeah and then he regenerates an arm and so you're like how are you supposed to kill this dude well it's a good thing that karen actually invented the one thing that can kill this blood god about right. 15 minutes before we saw him yeah. right well yeah. and that conveniently steven dorff was like oh is this your serum bye bye serum and like threw it and it got stuck <laughs> in one of the stones yeah but also like he doesn't have a lot of cool powers <laughs> like he, he's not that like he he gets the shit beat out of him the whole time i mean yeah he doesn't he doesn't like no kung fu or anything but what like, were the stakes i don't mean that as like a pun but like what were the stakes <laughs> Like I, I never knew what Steven Dwarf's plan was besides his eyes turning red and like he could like regenerate fast. No, I, I think it was supposed to infect a bunch of people with vampirism. And I have something about this in Fun Facts. There's like a deleted scene that I'll talk about that still doesn't make a ton of sense, but... Okay, because it does sort of feel like he did all of this so that his body regenerates a little bit faster and he has cool red eyes. Yeah, and so Blade throws his katana up where the syringes are and the handle explodes Knocking the syringes down Prop guy was so proud of himself He's like so honey proud. they put my prop In so much of so this many movie scenes. It's in so much of the movie Babe well and then he like Is like ping ponging these Syringes into Steven Dorff with his Hands oh, oh it's yeah so well, dumb. I think it's so dumb doesn't he kick one at the End yes, yes. it's amazing Into his and forehead it's great Steven Dorff is not a good dodger No and he's not even a good Angel or Padre, but those are all Los Angeles, Los Angeles baseball teams. Oh, and I this think is... you mean New Orleans baseball teams. <laughs> <page>. <laughs> but I do love that he ad libs the line, "Some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill." Yes, and that's like the end of this movie, sort of. The, yeah. and it was ad libbed and then kept. Like so, wait, did he do it on set? He did it. He did it in prep for something where he was describing okay. someone else, and the director thought it was so funny okay, that they yeah. put it in the movie. Okay, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it is funny, but in the context, it doesn't because he accomplished his goal, so he wasn't ice skating right, uphill. Right. Anyway, so he and Karen climb up to the <laughs> rooftop after Stephen Dorff turns into like a giant blood explosion, and she's like, "I got to get back to the lab and cure you," and he's just like, "No, I don't want to be cured." Keep your fucking cure. I'm going to be a vampire and kill vampires and you should make me a better serum and cut to Moscow. Yeah, he goes to Moscow. Where he just randomly shows up and kills another guy. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Well, at least he wouldn't stick out in Moscow. Right. <laughs> 
I'm assuming that the second movie picks up with him in Moscow. Is that where it starts out? No. The second movie is like a basically an ad lib of whatever a vampire movie might be. Love it. I don't know. I'm excited. Can't wait. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what'd you guys think about Blade? Perfect. Uh, it yeah, is no pretty stellar. Yeah. I mean, also no notes, Paige. This movie no is... <laughs> Bonkers, fun, and makes absolutely zero sense. It is just like the 90s. I love it. I'm sad it took me this long to watch Blade. And I am, I'm going to wait until we do the sequels to watch them. Same. So that I can have the same experience every time. Now, I did look it up, Paige. The next one came out in 2002. So we are going from a pre-9-11 Blade to a post-9-11 Blade. And I wonder if they make them more serious and gritty, like a lot of the Batmans and stuff that came after 9-11. I mean, I don't know that he would. He was in New Orleans, and that's way <laughs> far away from New York. Yeah, Katrina didn't happen until much later. Only a couple years later, actually. But yeah. anyway. So do you have any fun facts for us, Paige? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. The Blade fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so as I mentioned, Wesley Snipes was originally interested in doing a Black Panther movie. Yeah. And... The rest of the world was not quite on board yet. And so uh, David Goyer had kind of approached him and others about doing a Blade movie. And Wesley Snipes was like, I'm not familiar with Blade, but if I get to do martial arts and wear a leather suit, I'm in, which is great. <laughs> Thank you. That is also featured in my writer for any acting work I do. Do you want to guess who the other two options for Blade were? Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington is one. Wait, really? That would have been fun to see. Like an equalizer, but young Denzel Washington? Well, it's not young Denzel. It's 98. So like it's, it's the Denzel we know and love from all the Denzel stuff. Now, I will say the other choice, the, the third of the three that they, they looked at, eventually did get to do martial arts in a leather suit, just not in this film. Who do you ah, think it Lawrence is? Lawrence Fishburne. It is Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that too, man. I Yes, same. Uh, but David Goyer wanted Wesley Snipes. He thought Wesley was the perfect choice the whole oh, way through. Yeah, I definitely agree, though. Now, Whistler was not originally in the comics. It was actually created for a, a kind of crossover okay. with Blade on Spider-Man, the animated series in 94. But Marvel liked him so much that they then adopted him into the comics. And that's how that character ends up in this movie. Very cool. The Blade comics precede Whistler. So, I mean, like, I just think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's how Harley Quinn started, too. She was from the animated series yeah, of Batman. That is true. So when Donald Logue attacks Karen in the hospital, it's kind of a chaotic scene. Everyone's screaming. And then as they're shooting, they realize that Donald Logue also screaming. Not scripted. Why is he screaming? It turns out he had fallen face first onto the floor and dislocated his own jaw. Oh, God. Yeah. Only problem with that is that they were filming in an abandoned hospital. So they then had oh. to rush him to a real <laughs> hospital to then have it reconnected. So he oh, he had, geez. I guess, dislocated it in an injury when he was younger. And okay. once you've dislocated your jaw once, it's a lot easier to do it. I Mine was dislocated when I got my first wisdom teeth out. And then when they went to take the rest of my wisdom teeth, they had to dislocate it again. Oh. So like it's yeah, it's pretty painful. Uh, yeah, that does not sound like yeah. fun. But easily recoverable most of the time. OK. Anyway, so Karen was originally 
written to be played by a white actress. Uh, but Wesley Snipes encouraged them to cast a black actress, and they did. And I think it works Very great. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think she's great in this movie. Uh, in the scene where they run into the subway, the subway train that is passing by seems to be full of passengers. But in fact, they are all cardboard cutouts of pictures of the crew. Of pictures <laughs> of the crew? That's Including amazing. the special effects guy who had the idea to use cardboard cutouts in one of the windows. That's amazing. I love that. It's pretty great. Now, in updating the vampire lore, one of the reasons they decided that crosses wouldn't work is because they were like, well, what if a vampire was Jewish? I mean, somebody should be asking yeah, these questions. I want to know what that what does that do? Yeah. Does it change uh -huh. the cross thing? Well, and so that's why they pulled crosses out of this movie. So crosses don't come into it. Now, crosses also aren't a thing in True Blood. They also aren't a thing in Twilight. So mm. Stanley originally had a cameo that was cut from the film. <sighs> he was one of the cops that came into the blood club <laughs> during the aftermath <laughs> that discovered Quinn's oh, body on fire. I want to see that scene, man. Yep. Shit. So as I mentioned, when Karen first meets Whistler, Blade can be seen holding a map of New Orleans and very clearly so. Yeah. Uh, which is meant to imply the city that they are in, but also an homage to the comic books uh, where most of Blade comics occur in New Orleans, even though that doesn't apply. This movie is not filmed there. <laughs> no, it's aggressively not, not in New Orleans. Yeah. Aggressively not. The scene where Karen and Deacon uh, Frost talk about a cure for vampirism actually originally was considerably longer. And it answers the question of what would happen if everyone becomes a vampire and it's basically that they would keep some humans alive in giant blood bags to harvest them. Yeah. Those bags can be seen in a doorway in this scene, basically in the background. Okay. And they actually play a pretty important part in Blade Trinity from 2004, but they're also a plot point in Daybreakers 2009. That's what I'm saying. Daybreakers is a vampire movie I really like. It answers a lot of the important questions. I've never seen Daybreakers, so. Is that the one with Ethan Hawke? Uh-huh. He drives around in a car that has like got video screens on all sides or whatever because it's like completely encased so the sun mm -hmm. can't get into I'm it. I'm not going to tell you about the plot, but I will tell you that William Defoe is also in that film. Is that a horror movie? We have to do yeah. that. Like there's no way that's not insane. Anyway, Jet Lee was actually originally offered the part of Deacon Frost, but chose not to do the movie and to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead. Okay. That was probably the right call, right? That's like, probably, yeah, that yeah. started his whole career, I think. Yeah. yeah. Although I do think he would have been great as Frost's. Yeah. Not that Steven Dorff was bad at the action stuff, but, you know, he he's really good at action stuff. Yeah. So, so uh, the martial arts kid in the archives uh, is an actress named Ebony Adams. And they trained under Billy Blanks, the inventor of Tybo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And according to Wesley Snipes in the commentary, they had to like track Ebony down. Like she was a national competitor and they had to like talk her into doing the movie. Oh, really? And it was literally just for that one fight scene because like no one else had the skills to do it. That's cool. They like found her and got her in this movie. Didn't you say she was playing a certain character from the comics? No, not necessarily, but she's a vampire. That's yeah. all we know. Yeah. She's a kid vampire. She's like 107 years old, but like looks we don't 13. Know. We don't know. Yeah. We just don't know, Mikey. Uh, and, and finally, in an alternate ending, 
the original big bad for the sequel would have been Morbius, uh, but they did not have the rights to the Spider-Man universe. Those were licensed by Sony at the time as they were prepping to make the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And so it is implied that that would have been the next journey. But when they realized they couldn't get the rights to Morbius, they cut that and had the ending in Moscow instead. And there's a ton of more fun facts online. Like this movie is beloved. There's so much information about it. It is hilarious. Please watch it. Yeah. Um, And if you are interested, go digging because there's a ton of other fun facts that we just don't have time to get to today. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Blade in 1998? Um, I think this is actually a pretty expensive movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that this was like 50. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? Oh, I think uh, 60. Okay. Paige, you're a little bit closer. It was $45 million. If you adjust that for inflation, though, that's $82.5 million today. Now, this movie premiered on August 21st, 1998. Mikey was there in the theater that weekend. Hell yeah. And it was number one that weekend, thanks to Mikey bringing all his friends. It beat Saving Private Ryan was number two. There's Something About Mary was number three. How Still I Got Her Groove Back was number four. And Snake. Snake Eyes was number five. How much do you think Blade brought in in its opening weekend domestically? $30 million. All right. What do you think, Paige? I'm going to say 24. All right, Paige, you are closer. It is $17 million. Uh. But Mikey, fun fact, if you adjust for inflation, that's $31.3 million. So you weren't too far off after you adjust for inflation. But still, not quite its budget back. It was in theaters for a total of 18 weeks. So it ran from August 21st till December 18th was its last week in the theaters. What do you think it brought in domestically? During its run Mm, I'm gonna say 120 What do you think Mikey? 90 All right, Mikey you're a little bit closer It was 70.1 million dollars domestically But Paige It made 61 million dollars internationally For a total of 131 million dollars So very close to what your guess was for domestic And if you adjust that for inflation That's 240.8 million dollars Like this movie made money That's why I got sequels Hell yeah And I'm sure it also made money in like the home market And then like in streaming and all that stuff So I'm sure this made plenty, plenty, plenty of money But that is your box office Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, our scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 Of how scary we found the film we watched it today Our one example is Ghostbusters Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Page. Oh, that's a 1 I mean, as far as scaries go But I also loved it So it's like a 10 on the fun scale Yeah Yeah I'm going to give it the exact same score. One for scary, 10 for fun. This is a bonkers movie that everyone should see. I'm going to give it a one for scary, a seven for fun, three points deducted for the thoughts that my mind had to comprehend. That's more of a you problem. Yeah, definitely a you problem because you were really spinning on, oh my God, should I focus all my attention to getting a vampire pregnant? Well, I guess that's why scales are subjective. (laughs) And that's our scary scale. (laughs) Apparently, that's our subjective scale. So so this week, the listeners made us watch Blade. And listen, thank you all so much for that. We appreciate it because this movie was awesome. What are you two going to make us all watch next week? Well, next month... 
because it is a new month. That's right. It's all, we're into March. You're right. Is Killer Toys Month. So the first one for Killer Toys is Megan. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you both. They have an unrated edition. I'm excited. Like, yeah. It, it, the director's extended edition on streaming at on Let's Peacock. Let's do it. That's the reason we pushed it off until now. Because we want to do the full extended yeah. version. Yeah. Yep. Extended version. Mm, mm, that mm, is the next mm, mm, movie. Mm, mm. So your homework for next week is to watch the extended cut of Mathrigan on, I guess it's Peacock or wherever it's streaming. I'm not sure where it's streaming. It's somewhere. It's uh, it's somewhere on there. Yeah, we'll you'll, find you it. could find we'll it. Find You're it. adults. You know how to Google. But yeah, do that and then check back in for what I'm sure is going to be a bonkers episode if our episode on Malignant is to be relived. I'm so excited. Because it's the same I'm writer, so right? excited. It's the same writer. I can't and wait. honestly, at this point, I will see anything, same. anything she writes because I appreciate her commitment to chaos. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, no, I forgot. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? Okay. Uh, great game is so cool. What is great game is so cool? What do they have to say? The the title of the review is it's a me Warner Horsog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me Warner Horsog. They say I don't usually write reviews, but that line made me snort laugh so hard. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for this too. wonderful podcast. Thank you for making me laugh. Keep up the good work. Five stars. Well, great game is so cool. Thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have us read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So 
If you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up. But check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. This episode was brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's been just driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps shooting up garlic in the bathroom. (laughs) I do just want to go ahead and say, again, if she had shot gotten shot up with like garlic and silver that would kill you alone yeah probably like she she would have died either way so tia's teenager don't do that that's a bad idea this episode also brought to you by jonathan and jonathan wants me to share with you all some videos so that's what i'm gonna do right now let me share my screen really quick i saw a really terrible spider video the other day so i hope we're not getting a spider video honestly all right here we go you guys ready yep it's a video called llamas with hats This feels a lot like, what was the video with the unicorns? Charlie the Unicorn. Yeah, it feels very Charlie the Unicorn, but it's llamas with various hats on. Yes. (laughs) Oh, look at the the recommended videos on the side. Charlie the Unicorn is right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the same company. Oh, did Film Cow do that one too? I guess it did. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Well, I'll say it is funny. Not as funny as Charlie the Unicorn. I do prefer Charlie the Unicorn, yes. But I dig Charlie. it. Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magical Leoplerodon, Charlie. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you so much for the support and the videos. We appreciate it. We now return you to another well-researched and thought-out episode of The, the Patreonicals. We're on Karoon's homeworld. I don't remember. Do you remember what the name of that planet was? Forgive me, I forgot. Planet Crouton. <laughs> it's in the salad nebula. <laughs> if the planet changed every week, I would laugh so hard. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't called that last week. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, I feel like I would have remembered Planet Crouton. I don't remember <laughs> much about last week, quote unquote. Quote unquote week. Anyway, the Mun people have an evil empire across the galaxy. Rage Against the Machine wrote a whole album about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, it's Mun slaughter <laughs> on the homeworld. Karun's people are being massacred. Karun finds the bodies of his family. Oh, oh wow. Jeez. Oh, that escalated shit. so fast. The moon people poked them to death with their long fingers and futuristic weapons. Futuristic <laughs> weapons that are housed in their fingertips. <laughs> with their witch magic and Uzis. Uh, so Karun, he is super crying and Dave is consoling him. Karun is blue on the inside and out. Natasha is also there and was like, I'm so sorry your family is dead. Your children are also dead. What? Wow. <laughs> Someone needs to let Natasha know to call her shots, man. Like, you could give them a beat before you got to break even more harsh news. <laughs> don't know how they process emotions. No, I don't know how this fictional character processes emotions. Only you do, Mikey. <laughs> and that's how they do it. Okay. <laughs> They're like Vulcans. Only truth and honesty all the time. No, I, that's Romulan. Romulans believe in candor. I'm like dork. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, but aren't... Vulcans believe in logic, but they can still lie. Romulans believe in radical honesty. That's what it is. Radical okay. candor, which, by the way, if you work at a like a tech company now, that's what they like. We all believe in radical candor. Give feedback early, often, and yeah. That's because that's what cults do so they can yeah. yell at you. Yeah, it's like a synonym thing. Well, that's conflict therapy. Right. It's a different name for similar things. Exactly. <laughs> One of those is illegal, so we call it something else. <laughs> anyway... 
Isaac has deep fried a bunch of mun fingers to make French fries. I think you mean finger fries, but yes. F- finger food. He likes finger food. <laughs> uh, but in this case, it is actually foods made of fingers. Mm-hmm. Kate's put up a shield on their Santa Maria ship. Because, donut boat? Yeah, cool. Yeah, donut boat, because Shining Donut was like, hey, I'm still attached to this damn boat, and I can't help you fight in this episode. And so she's like, I'll protect you. And he's like, good, because i about to custard my pants. <laughs> at least he's not gonna custard the floor like you did last week yes on the graves of the the fallen at the capital of Cru- crouton danielle the moon queen bestows upon her the crown jewels of the crouton people from it's just a like fried breaded crown <laughs> when you're here you're family <laughs> When you're here, you're royalty. <laughs> this crown is delicious. <laughs> Libby and Aaron. Libby, who is the prime minister of now the Mun Empire. And then uh, okay. she coronates Danielle, the moon queen. And then Aaron, the moon general, has a bunch of just star destroyers, basically, in, on, in the surface launching the attacks. Uh, and is just really not doing good stuff with this. Yeah. It sounds terrible. It sounds like yeah. uh, planet Crutonium has been taken over by the Mun people. Wes, who's incredibly handsome now, yes. has seduced the Mun uh, because they were going to attack him and they are hooking up. So I guess my question, Mikey, then would be, can a Wes get a Mun person pregnant? Yeah. And like, how does that process work? Mm-hmm. They cannot. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that oh, just yeah. oh, sandbags God. that whole. <laughs> See runner. how easy that is, vampire <laughs> fiction. Dress <laughs> go with the Illuminati. He gets with Captain Bruder and Anthony the X Time Master and Sophia the X Time Cop, and they're like, "Is this the real timeline? How screwed are we?" And they're like, "Y'all, we took you out of time because every time you go back into time, shit like this happens." And this is why we're so mad at you, Dreskel. How are you going to fix this? And then they're literally time out of time. Yeah. If you kill all the people the moon has here, <laughs> time out of time. Nathan, the professional wrestler, has a folding chair and is just killing dozens and dozens <laughs> of mun. Oh, yeah, mun brothers. <sighs> Jennifer with a PH, who was working with the time people as kind of a traitor to the friends, has come back around and now she has like just like a regular Glock and just, <laughs> just kind of shooting some mun people. <laughs> nice. She's actually really gotten into the Second Amendment. <laughs> Oof. Okay. On the moon or here? Both. Because I don't know what the moon's second the Second Amendment s- is. Apparently in this universe, the Second Amendment is a universal constant. <laughs> No matter what planet you go to, in what galaxy, the Second Amendment exists. She said, I took this amendment with me. It's God-given right. It's whatever. We don't have to do it. uh, Jeremy with the laser's (laughs) eyes. Wait, but what if your planet doesn't have bears? You fight barehanded. Jeremy with the laser (laughs) eyes. He's cut people up like Cyclops, doing great stuff today. Um, (laughs) Good work out there. You gave his part of the story like you were a weatherman doing a weather report. (laughs) Or a coach about to slap a high schooler's ass. <laughs> good, uh, good job out there to go. To, good job. Good job good out game. there today, laser eyes. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> good, good game chopping all them people up with your laser eyes. <laughs> uh, Cody has set up his pawn shop again, and he is selling ammunition to Jennifer with a PH. It's just. Man, that guy has an angle wow. every planet they go uh-huh. to, man. Money anywhere you can get it. Yeah, man. Alex the Magician, who I turned evil a couple episodes ago, I think. Okay. You think? But like the Muns, like he 
is like with Danielle, the moon queen. And she's like, being a magician, super fucking lame. You're out. And she, and they like, they kick him out of the crouton capital. Lauren, <laughs> the, the, the cave person is just beating the shit out of muns because they're small grays and they are splitting skulls, <laughs> giant gray skulls. They're just, they're just splitting skulls. Mr. Rage Bomb accidentally blows up a whole city, kills 10,000 mun slash blue people what is this a marvel movie budget like what we're destroying a whole city now and the helicarrier fell this is out a of the sky stellar invasion i'm trying to up the game here yeah amy the astronaut uh she has found jeremy with the laser eyes toe and has put it on ice did he lose a toe he did i missed that it's in my notes uh, I don't know why that detail is in my notes. I love and that. Nothing else. I, yeah, I love that you wrote that down. Vance H.H. H. Holmes is bathing in the blood of everyone and has a bunch of organs wrapped around him and is just gleefully giggling. He's just living his best life. Yeah. Garotica has a big. She's just playing guitar today, actually. She's like not involved, and in she doesn't feel in it. She's back on board the donut, just playing music. What I want for her is like Mad Max, like bass guitar, like guy playing while they're like driving. I want uh-huh. that, but yes. she's like playing music while all the people are fighting. Yep. Captain Bruder and Wolfric, they're inside the donut ship. Santa Marina Donuts. Right. And they're just rocking out to her music and they're having fun. And they're like, this isn't our fight. I don't know why we're getting involved. And that's our episode. Side note, if there is a Santa Maria Donuts out there, please sponsor the podcast. And I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out what happens on another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Yeah. Have an amazing week. Bye. Bye. Santa Maria Donut Shop nerds.